Intellectual decay! Turn it off and watch a episode of the Say You Love Satan podcast. I'm your substitute host, John Old Sutherland. This is Angry Bob, the man with the industrial dick, coming at you loud and clear on WAR Radio. Rise and shine, folks. It's a beautiful day. Just look at that sky. It's a work of art. <laughs> Nature never knew colors like that. And a friendly reminder, when you look at it, be sure to wear your shades. The radiation counts way up in the heat wave ain't expected to let up either. Weather control tell us it'll probably hit 110 downtown before nightfall. As for the good news, there is no fucking good news. Steph couldn't be here today because she's on assignment in Santa Carla hunting vampires with the Frog Brothers. But with me, as always, for 28 consecutive episodes... Jessup. Now where's the shit? The shit? The shit. The shit that you found. I found a whole stack of them in the alley. Whoa, 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 whoa. You get it when we get the shit. The shit. The shit. Drugs. You get the drugs, then I get the money. Kill that noise, man. Let's just get the shit. You'll get the shit. You'll be knee deep in the shit. What are you, some kind of comic act? We're exterminators. Somebody saw a cockroach up on 12. That's gotta be some cockroach. Bite your head off, man. And our resident basic bitch, Melissa. You on the sofa. I know what you're doing when you're watching my movies. <laughs> Just how many calories do you think that burns? You could do better than that. Now you get on the ground and give me a dozen push-ups. One, two, three, four. So many choices, new faces to love. Too many voices calling for your touch. What is that from? <laughs> That's the horrible song that the dudes sing. Oh my oh, god, with the piano, oh, the, creeping, yes. the creeping piano And music. then like the, the fucking saxophone. Yeah. Yeah. Every single, yeah. It's all like every five seconds. It was so great. So on today's episode, another segment of Skin Crawling Creeps, Ooh. followed by our feature presentation brought to us by our loyal listener, Cliff. Yeah, Decentaurus on Instagram. Neon Maniacs from 1986. But first, what is everyone poisoning themselves with with alcohol? Jessup. Yes, I am drinking single cut beer smiths from Queens, New York City, full stack IPA. Um, it's the Billy, and they all, they have a single stack IPA, and they have a full stack IPA. 
Um, the full stack is a higher um, uh, ABV. It's at 8.2%. And on the label, it says mastery nose no substitute and on the side it says the billy full stack ipa is created from our brewmaster's recipe honed to perfection over the span of many years an original combination of p and w and aussie hops totaling 138 ibus and for the beer connoisseur you know that ibus is the international bitterness unit which um, 138 is a very, very high. Um, beers like Coors Light are down at zero. <laughs> and, you know, the more bitter the beer, the higher they go with the IBU. But I have, a, I have an important question. Sure. How many Stiglets are inside of it? Uh, I don't know. I think to get the Stiglet number, you take one IBU times five, and then you divide it by half of a Stiglet, and then you take the square root of a Stiglet. So, I don't know. I don't have a pen and paper with me. It says, drink this beer fresh, do not age. And they're very adamant with that. And I want to say one more thing from it, because this label's funny. Single Cut Beersmiths is proud to maintain the American tradition of beer locally made from craft by zealots and lunatics who believe hard work, truth, pride, and passion always should come before profit. So they're like the Bernie Sanders of beer. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. And that's it. And this was an expensive beer, because apparently... To obtain this, you have to go to the brewery itself. So the guy um, at the store, you know, went down, went up to New York and actually picked some of these up. This bottle I'm holding right here was fucking eight dollars. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that oh. is not a Bernie Sanders beer. <laughs> Bernie Sanders would be a much cheaper, affordable beer. Now, the only reason I got it was because these two beer nerds were talking about it. Um, and I'm a beer nerd myself. But when I say beer nerd, do the voice. They were like. Oh, Jesus. I was just at the brewery. I went to a bunch of breweries over the weekend, and I I dropped $350 on beer. And I I can't believe I drank it all already. Um, But me, no, I don't spend that much on beer. This this is an uh, outrageous amount of money to spend on beer, but, you know, I like to treat myself. I don't buy cases of beer. I buy good beer, and I drink a little amount, so I don't get all fat. Treat yourself. And I will now... Move it on to you, John. What are you drinking? I'm, I'm being a basic man today and drinking a Who Garden. It's my go-to favorite a, favorite beers. It's all right. You're bouncing it out because I'm drinking the most fucking yeah. pinky beer available. Well, I love this beer. Um, and yeah, if you don't know what Who Garden is, uh, look it up. It's, it says it's the original Belgian wheat beer. I don't know if that's historically accurate or not, Yeah, but it's fucking good, so I'll allow it. I used to be a fan of drinking that and uh, drinking the Dirty Hoes. Which is what is that like? You put when you mix it with the lambic, lambic frambois, frambois, which is the raspberry. Yeah. What do you got over there? Oh, I have an Epa Suprafruta White Sangria. Oh, did you? Yeah. It is. Uh, I could have gone with the yellowtail, which would have been super basic. I could have gotten like a huge jug for like five dollars, but I saw this little treasure. At ten ninety nine. So yeah, I mean it's a bottle of wine basically. But it says Epa is the world's first superfruta sangria made with superior fruit crafted with select varietal white wine made with organically grown grapes along with a delicious blend of organic superfruta juices. A superior tasting premium sangria. Epa is a modern take on a Spanish classic. Just pour over ice and. But why are you making an Italian accent? Blah, blah, blah. When you're talking about it. I don't know. Just Superfruta. 
Super fruta. Super fruta. Did you just gurgle into the mic? Yeah, by the way, it was a gurgle. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it because Steph's not here. Yeah, I don't know. It's certified CCOF organic, and it's got uh, 9% alcohol by volume, so that's going to be delicious. By volume. It's got, like, blood orange and mango and shit in there. It's going to be good. I also want to state real quick, before we move on uh, to another segment, that we are recording in the basic bitch manor mm-hmm. basement. And this basement, right now, it looks like this is like the beginning of a snuff film. You got two <laughs> weird bald dudes yeah. and and a girl in a basement. Like, yeah, it looks like somebody's about to get killed. I was gonna make that comparison, but I'm glad yeah. you did. Yeah, this is not film. We're sitting on like a a table that looks like it was made out of a barn, mm-hmm. and a chair that looks like it was made from the same barn, but with like old men underwear. Yeah, for Mexican cloth. Mexican blankets. But let me tell you True. something. We had to do this because last episode we were sitting in our me and Steph's apartment and. Uh, Sweating, melting away. I had third degree swamp ass and the entire time. Right now, Melissa's wearing a hoodie. Yeah, because I'm cold. And it's the same temperature, so thank God for Melissa and her nice snuff Air basement. Air conditioning. Yep. All right, and moving along, our next segment Skin Crawling Creeps. Oh my God, I'm so fucking scared and freaked out right Man lives in the sunlit world of what he believes to be reality. But there is, unseen by most, an underworld, a place that is just as real, but not as brightly lit. A dark side. All right, Melissa, what you got for us? Okay, so I have, in honor of us being in Delaware, I have a tale of terror, one of the haunted locations in Delaware, mm. the Deer Park Tavern. Have you guys ever heard of this place? Nope, never. It's in Newark. Um, it's located on the former site of the St. Patrick's Inn, which burned down uh, George Washington and Edgar Allan Poe. Both are said to have stayed at the St. Patrick's Inn, according to legend. Poe cursed the inn after slipping in the mud on the grounds. Ghostly occurrences <laughs> Curse reported. You! Curse these grounds! <laughs> include unexplained noises and doors that open or close by themselves. Um, and it was also a place where slaves were once sold. It was a seminary. Oh, well, that explains everything. A mm. bar, hotel, a brothel, before it ultimately became a college local hangout in Newark. Staff are uneasy at night. It's basically like that Tales from the Hood yeah. uh, episode but, with the little the little doll that's g- killing Guess the- what it is now, though? It's a Walmart. It's a Walmart no, no. It's a haunted Walmart. Haunted no. Walmart. <laughs> no, it's still a local hangout. I've oh, been there. Uh, they give you free popcorn to eat, and they've got bands and stuff, and it's like, just like college they're like, kids. They're like, here, eat some popcorn, because hashtag slaves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the staff's uneasy at night, and many closing managers do not like to be in the building alone. Bar stools have been captured by security cameras flying off the bar. Noises have been heard on the stairwells, and many individuals get the creepy sensation that someone is behind them. Even not, though there's what no is that one creepy? Sen- is a creepy sensation like when you go over a hill when you're driving and you get that little butthole <gasps> feeling? Yeah, I don't know. <gasps> the, little, the little bullies, and it's right next to like the uh, r- or when you the hit train your funny bone just right, too, where people have been known to like. But I think when Alex was there at UD. 
in the four years he was there, there's like seven people died on those train tracks. Oh, Jesus. Just like these cops pulled these Mexicans over and they didn't understand, like, maybe I shouldn't stop on this train track. And the cop was like yelling at them and they got fucking hit and killed. Mm. And then like drunk kids, like, the Mexican, to that place. The Mexican looked at the train, he was like, okay? And then he got hit. <laughs> oh, God. There's been like, I live on a random street in southern New Jersey and there's been like 10 fatalities on my intersection. It's just a simple two-stop intersection <laughs> yeah and now i've got one of those perpetual well, crosses on the corner of my street because a biker died there. i know but john new, new jersey i know I mean, it's jersey. Uh, apparently it's not safe i remember i don't know what to do with this stop sign i'll just continue forward when i was a uh, my grandma was from new jersey and we were from we we're obviously from philadelphia and when she used to come over and uh watch uh she's pick me up and take me out or whatever to you know as grandmoms do denny's mm-hmm. and she was the worst driver ever not because she was from new jersey but i mean of just Elderly. because she was old and couldn't see goddamn shit and i remember she was like very like you know uh upper crust uh frank sinatra listening to grandmom when uh she was driving us to denny's one time and this guy came by and he's like fucking new jersey driver get the fuck off the road and i remember my grandmom calmly like rolled down the window in her like Cadillac and gave him like the bony middle finger and she's like fuck you <laughs> cocksucker <laughs> and, and like I just was like my my jaw was just hanging open you're and so I, happy and I remember she just turned up Frank Sinatra a little more and drove on oh and I, I remember I went home and told my mom and she's like no she didn't I'm like dude I'm telling you Gra- Grammy did it <laughs> that's amazing me mom's got the freaking road rage Jesse can you beer me please oh yeah I'll beer you thanks buddy I appreciate it alright that- you good Melissa cause I'm gonna go next yeah, I'm good. Not the, that right. was it. That was quick. Because I just want to get to this movie. Oh, boy. <laughs> she wants to get to the Stiglitz. Mm. <laughs> Let's get to the meat and Stiglitz of this movie. So uh, my pick for uh, this Skin Crawling Creep segment came from Reddit. So I have to give Reddit credit. Um, Reddit credit. Reddit credit for uh, the subreddit are what the fuck. Because what the fuck brings out some really good stuff. So, um, this is actually a uh, National Geographic article called uh, When Death Doesn't Mean Goodbye, and it's written by Amanda Bennett, so I'm going to give credit, and uh, the photographs in this article were by Brian Neiman, and you can go on National Geographic's website and pull this up and look at it, it's pretty creepy. Um, So, this kind of relates to Melissa's last last time we did skin calling creep she did one where like people in puerto rico were like posing yeah, their, yeah, yeah. posing their loved ones after they were dead yeah. it did remind me of that and um so this is like that taken to the extreme mm-hmm. so in this remote part of indonesia um there's this island called sulawasi and there's this tribe of people there i don't say tribe but this region of people that um they do this weird thing where they uh there's there's this intermingling of christian background because the dutch missionaries eventually came to indonesia and like spread christianity around so there's this weird amalgamation of the aboriginal uh indonesian culture traditions and then also intermingled with christian tradition so like in western culture when somebody dies we're like all right next week funeral in the ground we're good we're done out of yeah. sight, out of mind. Yeah, yeah. out of know. sight, out of mind. You're gonna you're gonna grieve for a little bit, and yeah. then you're gonna move on. Let's and read if, that will. Yeah, and if yeah. you got PTSD from that, like, who cares? Yeah, All what right. you leave for me for real? So in this area, what the what people start doing is they start spraying formalin on the body, like right away when somebody's dead. Which formalin is formaldehyde <laughs> plus water. Yeah, I'm not dead yet. What are you doing? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm um, getting better. <laughs> no, you're I'll not. Go, I think I'll go for a walk. <laughs> you're not fooling anybody. Um, so basically what that does is it prevents putrefaction and it also 
allows the body to mummify naturally over time. And so what happens is, is that these families will have their loved one in their home and to them in their culture, uh, somebody who's deceased is just one part of the process. To them, they're still sick and um, they're just getting over disease. And so they still bring them food like four times a day. They leave, they, they're in their bed, they're with them. They talk to them like as if they're still there. Mm-hmm. Um, so after time, they mummify. How you doing? And so sometimes, okay? Grandma, you know, eat your food. Oh, why you not eat? <laughs> why you not eat your harmony? You are skin and bones. I don't understand. Oh, I keep, I keep feeding you, but you, you never chew your food. It just falls down your cheek. So, uh, so sometime later, they have like a, a Christian religious service. This is where like the Christian oh, God. come in. Uh, the Christians get involved. And they go from their bed, like in a shroud to in a coffin, but they bring their coffin back into the house and the coffin sits there for several months until they actually do a traditional Jeez. funeral where they entomb them. All right, but hold on. But they, so they like spray them with formaldehyde, but like right. all their insides are still in? I don't know if they. Uh, they probably don't take that. I don't shit think. Out. I don't think they do. So, oh my yeah. god, yeah. the pictures yeah. I saw. So there's yeah. a lot of pictures. What what happens ends up happening is you'll, you'll see a lot of pictures on there, but uh, they they're mummified. There's a couple pictures of to warn some listeners. They there's there's um, bodies of children that are freshly dead that um, and mummified. Yeah, but, but listen, I mean, it disturbs us because that's not something we're accustomed people? to, right? What, what is this tribe? To they're, them, they're called Torgens. Um, it's just this region. That it's a it's it's an island in Indonesia, and then it's a region of that island in in. So I'll share. Sulawasi. We'll share pictures on the Facebook, and we'll and I'll share. Pictures I'm going to link. I'm going to I'm going to link the actual National but Geographic article. Those pictures are awesome. Dude. Yeah. Um, really so awesome. related to this too, they have like a second funeral. So after they're entombed for a while, they eventually bring them out again after a set amount of time, and. They clean up the tomb, they put fresh clothes on the body, but then this is also where they take bamboo shoots and they prop them up so that they're standing and then all the relatives come around and take pictures and Strange. talk to them. So there's a lot, of, if you go on the actual article, there's a lot of uh, shots of like these relatives like getting dressed up and their personal effects and like taking pictures and like standing them up and it looks like straight up like, out of a zombie movie because they're all... It does and it's so like... Desiccated. Far, it's so far from what we do, you know, when we're accustomed to doing so and then so far. And, and then of course without... Um, the other half of this too is that part of the traditional Indonesian custom and it's right straight out of the scene of Apocalypse Now where they slaughter the water buffalo. Mm. They believe that... Uh, during the funeral ceremony, like you have to slaughter a water buffalo to allow this uh, the spirit to transcend into the afterlife, or however they they articulate it. And so, one of the funerals that the author witnessed, they slaughtered fifty five water buffalo. Holy fucking! And shit. there are pictures of them getting slaughtered and decapitated water buffalo and blood everywhere. And um, they basically like the, all the different uh, families kind of one up each other and trying to like bring like funeral gifts. That's a lot of fucking water yeah. buffalo, dude. and they care for them personally. Like it's 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 like their prized possession up until this ceremony. So mm-hmm. it's like a member of the family for the most part. Like oh, you're the best water buffalo uh, yeah. ever. I'm sorry. Oh, did I just slit your throat? I'm sorry. <laughs> so when you go on the when you go on the article, um, you're gonna see you know dead animals and you're gonna see desiccated corpses and desiccated corpses of children so just a forewarning but i thought i just thought it was interesting because it's so foreign from our concept of death and how quickly we do our funerals here they're living with their corpses or their relatives for weeks at a time and it's just it's just a such a foreign concept to me i thought no no, it is is. but if that bothers you and you're listening to this podcast right i would be shocked i'd be very shocked by that
Yeah, I mean, the little girl just looks like she's sleeping. Yeah, right. Because she just died, like, I don't the think before. they look... Well, here's the there, thing. There's like, one There's like, a, a little boy that, that is mummified. Yeah, and, there's and like, most and of them are fresh, mummified. And he's in yeah. fresh clothes, and it's, like, a little bit of, like, a little bit of um, uh, pet cemetery, a little bit. To oh, me, wow. They did a real good job on this one chick. Like, they painted her makeup oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, the aunt. To me, awesome. yeah. Yeah, to me, it's not disturbing. It's, it's very interesting. It's very, very interesting. It reminds me... It reminds me of what... Um, and, this is not disrespectful. This is not me trying to be disrespectful. It reminds me of like what Italian zombies look like in Italian zombie movies. These no, you're absolutely right. That's, looks, that's the first dude, impression I got when I saw it. It looks real grimy. But I like this picture of these douchebag fucking tourists. Yeah, well, it's a thing that like there's a there's a like a sort of um, prestige to onlookers and people mm-hmm. that are there attending the funeral that aren't part of the family. Mm-hmm. So like the tourists are actually welcome and they're given gifts because yeah. they're part of like. The, there's there's a huge like uh, like not a parade but like a uh, just a, a whole mess of people from the yeah. families hundreds of people that like take part in these ceremonies and the more outsiders you have it's kind of like the this more important no it's like witness me like but they're like yeah. taking yeah. pictures with the slaughtered water buffalo with their fucking selfie stick that doesn't yeah. surprise me basic no. bitches yeah that's yeah. that's like that's another that's, level <laughs> that's not <Yeah>. okay <laughs> your leader says no no <laughs> your leader says no. <laughs> Uh, All right, Jessup, what do you got? All right, um, let me take a swig of this. All right. Mine's going to be pretty brief as well, but it's interesting, and it ties in to the movie we are doing, uh, which is Neon Maniacs. And as everyone knows or does not know, uh, it is about a bunch of quote-unquote neon, which I don't know how that ties in. Question mark? Maybe just maniacs, we'll say, that live under the Golden Gate Bridge. So I thought that it would be really cool to just do a quick little thing about the Golden Gate Bridge. And how many suicides there were on? You are correct, sir. Ooh. So, and like I said, it's not anything deep. It's kind of surface, but, you know, it is, it's interesting. And if you live in San Fran, it's probably... Wait, is it surface like Steph's surface butthole? Yeah. All right, cool. It was like raising a butthole on a Donnelly. That's that's, 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 <laughs> that's, that's maiden name. All right, so the Golden Gate Bridge connects more than San Francisco and Marin County. It connects the world of the living to that. Of the dead. Oh, yeah. That's my demon slash black dude voice. <laughs> Since its opening in 1937, the 4,200-foot suspension bridge that spans San Francisco Bay has played host to, on average, 25 suicides per year with over 1,600 suicides total. Wow. As of 2005, it is estimated that 26 people have survived after jumping. Ooh, which Jesus Christ! What does that look like? That's a that's a that's a story to tell in a bar. You notice one time I jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge and I was paralyzed for a year, and then <laughs> and my knees came through my elbows. It was kind of like Christopher Reeves, except I came back. Superman, um, often referred to as a suicide magnet. It is the second most used site in the world for suicide after the Najing Yangzing River Bridge in China. Mm. Uh, the reported third most popular place to commit suicide in the world is the Akohara Forest in Japan. Which oh, is, uh, that terrible movie with Natalie Dormer. You are correct. Yeah, mm, Natalie Dormer. Uh, that, far- oh. that forest has a record of 108 bodies. Found within the forest in 2004 with an average of 30 a year. That's just a little fact about the forest, not about the bridge. So don't, go, the, don't go see that movie, though. Yeah, don't do it. 
what, the bridge or the... Forest. Oh, okay. Unless you would just want to J.O. to that girl from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Because there is... Are you going to talk about the documentary? No, um, I, I wasn't. But you can. we'll mention it afterwards. Yeah. Um, so the deck is about 245 feet above the water, or about the height of a 19-story building. After a fall of four seconds, jumpers hit the water at around 75 miles per hour. Oof. Most of the jumpers die on impact from just trauma. About 5% of the jumpers survive the initial impact, but generally drown or die of hypothermia in the cold water. Currents beneath the bridge are strong, and some jumpers have are more than likely been wa- washed out to sea without ever being seen again. So that's why, I mean, when we say 1,600 people, could be many more people, you know, that just yeah. got washed out and never right. heard from them. These are the, the 1,600 is the actual number of bodies that were retrieved since right. the body's been built. I mean, uh, the bridge has been built. Uh, recently, a proposal was voted on for the installation of a net extending outward from below the bridge um, as a suicide deterrent at the cost of $76 million. Jesus, Holy that's one expensive that's net. That's not going to happen. I don't think it's been, I mean, it was, it's been approved, but I don't think it's been built yet. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, people that uh, live in San Francisco, but as far as I know, it's not been built. It's just been approved that that's what, that's what they want to do. Um, and just closing. Actually, I got something to add to that. All right, let me just say real quick. I just want to close it. Throughout its history, the Golden Gate Bridge has beckoned travelers as a symbol of freedom, of new opportunity, and of hope. But does the gate beckon the dead? That's it. So don't you and Melissa have a recent story? Something related to this? Me and Melissa have a recent story? On your commute recently? Oh, oh shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. So, yes, Jessup and I both... He comes from, like, the southbound direction on 95. I take the yeah. northbound. Melissa goes to Philadelphia Center City, yeah. and I go away. So I go to where Melissa lives, and Melissa goes to where <laughs> I live for to work. work. We, just yeah. need, we just need to switch professions. Swap lives. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we both, this week, actually, did they, did they actually say what happened? We don't know. Okay. They still didn't release it as a suicide. Yeah, so or I'm driving along. It's like 10 a.m. And I look over on Southbound 95 and there's just a fucking white sheet mm. down. And I'm like looking for a motorcycle because there's like 20 cops. We're just like, all right, something fucking happened. But there's just a white sheet. So I'm like, ah, shit, somebody fucking jump. Yeah. And then Jessup was coming the other direction. When I, yeah, when I got on 95 to go to work at around like 1030 in the morning, I was like immediately when I got on 95, it was just gridlock. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? It doesn't surprise me because a lot of the times they're fixing potholes and they just have it right. closed down to one one lane. Yeah. And, and it just is what it is. You fucking wait. You wait an hour to go one mile. So eventually I get to an overpass. And yeah, just like Melissa said. There was a freaking dude laying, uh, I don't know if it was a, a guy or a girl, but a body laying in a pool of blood with a blood stain like sheet all over it. But I was in the lane that the body was actually la- laying in because Melissa was coming the opposite way. Um, and there was no ambulance there. It was just like, yeah, a bunch of police officers just kind of directing traffic or whatever. And the body was in plain sight. Like, it was probably like 10 feet from the car. So, you know, we have like a group messenger and I was like, yeah, I just saw a freaking goddamn body when I was driving in the work yeah. today. What the fuck? And then Melissa, like, you know, texted back in the message that uh, group message that, yeah, she saw it too. It's crazy. Yeah. They're still just saying man dies after falling. So yeah. They haven't updated it to say what happened. Okay. So here's the thing. Uh, that's a pedestrian overpass. And 
I don't know if it's the it, but it's close to Penn's Landing in Philadelphia. But the way that that thing's set up, there is tall yeah. black steel gates that are like yeah. uh, have sharp tips at the top. They're claiming this guy just fell off. There's no way that happened. Right. Had to be intentional. So, uh, yeah. Or he was drugged out and he was just climbing and, you know, fell because of that. But you don't fall up there accidentally. There's no way that yeah. that could happen. When you guys mentioned that story, I remember. But what, hold on. What is the drop? What do you, how far do you think that drop is? 20? 30 feet? Uh... It's not that. It's not. Honestly, it's not that far. Yeah, so he must have. So. Like, uh, that's easily. That's very easily survivable. But I don't know if. It didn't say that he fell and was hit by cars. Uh, yeah, I mean, where weird. his body was, it didn't. But there was like but the thing. Did. But the but the thing I found was in, that I thought was interesting was there was a lot of cars pulled over. Like yeah, there, was, there a, were. There was an eighteen wheeler pulled over. There yeah. was like a lot of pedestrians pulled over that witnessed him, as John said. Um, go ahead, John. Sorry. No, it's just interesting. I mean, I had a similar experience too, and it was New Year's Eve, two thousand eight into two thousand nine, and it was on six seventy six, just by the Broad Street, and it was the exact same thing, like. A little bit of traffic, and then you veer off past the traffic, and there was a white sheet with a body full of what looked like maple syrup at the time, but it yeah. was really, it was really like. Well, when I saw blood. when I saw the body, my first impression was it was a m- yeah, motorcycle. motorcycle, and most yeah. even said the same thing. I didn't see but a motorcycle, didn't see motorcycle right. and yeah. I didn't either, and I didn't see any kind of wreckage, and I was like, "That's fucking weird." Yeah. Though. So then the second thought I was was, "Oh, he was like right next to an overpass." So yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on. They got people jumping in front of fucking hashtag. Well, let me, let me tell you hashtag. Jumper. Let me tell John, you. John's favorite movie. Let me tell you. And the it, best, blink, or not, a third eye blind movie, or song. I can't think. <laughs> third third eye blind. That ledge, made, my friend. They actually made a shitty video game on that movie, too, which was like five cents a movie Christian, after it came out. what's his name? Oh, yeah, that Christian, one. Christian yeah, that movie. Darth Vader. Yeah. Oh, Christian. Lance, uh, yeah. Yeah, that kid. But anyway, uh, when I was going through the police academy, they showed us, uh, like. Po- police school? Cop school? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they showed us accident uh, pictures, and one of them was of a guy that was going like 80 on a sports bike. Oh, no. And he was just, he was forbooked into the woods, and there was just pieces of <laughs> uh, him everywhere. So uh, I think if you if you see a motorcycle accident, you'll probably know, yeah, yeah. because yeah. there won't be just one white sheet. There'll probably be no, a smattering be of white sheets yeah. Yeah. all over the place. I think it's crazy that someone, that people have jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge and yeah. survived. Cause that's a Fred yeah. Bogan. That is a Fred Bogan times. I just saw th- some guy that survived, and he didn't look that messed up. I mean, he's probably had fucking reconstructive surgery, but he of course made like a movie about it. Or yeah, he made a movie, a documentary about there's, it. There's a documentary and then there's about the it. other documentary, The Bridge, where I think they actually just show all this footage of people just falling because somebody just like set up a camera and they just like capture all this shit over here. Look, the trees te- worldwide. If you're gonna do that, fall head first. The the, the technical term is problems that are solved. It's called. Frebogen footage. Yeah, Frebogen yeah. footage. That's true. Found for Frebogen footage. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new genre. Oh my god. Yeah, Somebody yeah. make the first horror Frebogen found footage. Well, movie. I mean, they yeah. had that one fucking Facebook uh, fucking goddamn movie. It was atrocious. What Facebook movie? What are you talking about? Yeah, where like they're on Instant Messenger or whatever, and they're talking, they're video chatting or whatever. What the fuck was it? It just uh, came out like last year. Oh yeah. What is what is that called? Uh, Something like best friend or some shit. Unfriended. Like that. Unfriended. That's Unfriended. It. Yeah. Unfriended. His friend yeah, was. I in. wanted to fucking eat a bullet. <laughs> best. I friend. wanted to jump off the Golden Gate Bridge <laughs> after I heard about the movie. Yeah. I've but. I've heard mixed reviews about that movie, but it doesn't lead me to believe it. I, from what I've heard, the entire movie is the vantage point of like a computer screen. 
Oh, I'm sold. I'm sold. Sold on that. Ugh. Sold. Totally the direct, sold. The director was just like fucking jerking. You know what I like more That's than like sh- paranormal activity. Yeah. Do you do what I like more than shaky the, cam footage? The, the first paranormal activity was okay, mm. but then they just were like, "We need to make eight of these, like Saul." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Saul just got more and more convoluted. Saul. Could- it's All a prequel. the guys looked exactly the same at some point, so I couldn't remember no, which one was right. the bad guy. First which, all, which sweaty guy yeah, is like, the guy? The first saw blew my mind. Yeah. yeah. And the problem was that it, that series started off on such a high note that they that each subsequent release tried to outdo themselves, and they were like, no, this is what really happened in the first one. Yeah. You just didn't know it. They no, no, no. This is what really, really, really happened. Yeah. Right. And then it's like, nah, this is what really, 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 really happened. And it was just like, whoa. I don't even know what happened anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to do a prequel, followed by a sequel, then a prequel to the prequel. I don't know if it was the second or third one, though, when the chick falls in the fucking pit of hyp- uh, oh, hypodermic oh, needles. Yeah. She's thrown about. in I think there. It's the third that one. shit, that was the worst. Like, and, the and, yeah. and none of the stuff in Saul bothered me, really. She was like her, her, his apprentice, specifically, right? Yeah. Holy yes. shit. I could just imagine, like, if that was me looking in the, the needles, I'd be like, nah, mm-hmm. nah. And when that scene was happening, I was just like, I was like just writhing in my chair, like I had like profusely sweating. Yeah. That might have been the second one. It was basically like me watching ET. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, it was ET. Ouch! Ouch! Too many needles! Ouch! <laughs> All right, guys, are we yeah, good here? Yeah, we're going yep. things. All right, so I'm gonna take us out of this segment. Uh, as you guys know, we typically, more recently, have been doing songs, uh, weird songs, on the outro uh, of the creep segment. So we are going to do a song that some of you uh, may be familiar. Familiar with uh, it was in the movie What We Do in the Shadows, and if you have not seen that movie, I highly, highly recommend that you see it. It is fucking phenomenal. Um, the song is called "You're Dead," and it is by Norma Taniga from a 1966. And we will follow that up with Trailer Trash. Enjoy, my friends. Sing if you want to live long They have no use for your song You're dead, you're dead, you're dead You're dead and out of this world You'll never get a second chance Plan all your moves in advance Stay dead, stay dead, stay dead Stay dead and out of this world Run fast, don't stand in the sun There's too much work to be done You're down, you're down, you're down You're down and out of this world Don't ever talk with your eyes Sure that you compromise You're dead, you're dead, you're dead You're dead and out of this world Hear the unloved weeping like rain Guard your sleep from the sound of their pain Long gone, long gone, long gone, long gone and out of this world When you smile and it tears your face It's time for the inhuman race You're down, you're down, you're down 
You're down and out of this world Now your hope and compassion is gone So that you dream to the world Stay dead, stay dead, stay dead You're dead and out of this world and three of my police officers. <laughs> Let me ruin your evening, the stranger said to me. Your new lover is my old lover. Come on, Sue, it's quiet. They think they're going to live forever. What, she told me. what are you doing? But they're in for a terrible surprise. Now, there are 12 new reasons to be afraid of the dark. They're after me. And every one of them is a killer. Introducing Diabolical order. Axe. Hangman. Doc. Biker. Slash. Juice. Samurai. Mohawk. Archer. Soldier. These are the neon maniacs. They live. So others may die. Neon Maniacs. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Cliff, once again, thank you, Cliff. Really appreciate this one. Enjoying it, <laughs> especially me. <laughs> I loved it the best. <laughs> this has had a budget of 1.5 million, and we don't know what it grossed because it actually just came out on VHS in the United States. Um, what? Yep. Fun fact: it never showed in theaters here. Wow. So we don't have the actual figures from the VHS sales. Go figure. Was it released by Canadians or something? I forget where it initially premiered, but it was like filmed two years actually prior to this. And then two years later, it came out in the United States. Here's the thing. 
No quite. All right. It did play in theaters because it was funded by a guy who owned movie theaters in New Jersey and New York, but it wasn't anything substantial. Mm-hmm. It was like literally probably like a handful pocket of change. Yeah, exactly. So probably but a pocket it, change. It exactly. took place in San Francisco. It took place. All right. We'll get into it in yeah. the trivia. But yes, there's many. There's a lot of weirdness. A lot of weirdness. Did you add trivia to this that I don't know about? Because I only have two. Yeah, but I'll talk about it. Okay, no, I have I, it. I, right, I got it. I yeah. got it. All right, cool. All right, so some taglines. <clears throat> there are 12 good reasons to be afraid of the dark. Every one of them is a killer. And Melissa, stop shaking your fucking goddamn head. <laughs> I'm that scared. last part wasn't a <laughs> It was. It was. That was. That was. A, <laughs> Night falls. So do their victims. This is like the corniest fucking thing. This one I found off a poster from a VHS cover. So I'm assuming this is an extra one. This, this wasn't is a John on, Deep Cut. This is, wasn't, yeah, a, deep this, cut this wasn't on the IMDb. It, I'm, the I'm fucking deep. Deep so, cuts with, with, with uh, Janos. At the Battle of the Bands, all hell is about to break loose. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hell, hell wow. really doesn't break loose, but all right, no, cool. not even. No, not they even. should have said it's that's, about to break foot loose. If that's if, <laughs> just milk that little teat. If, if that's what hell is like when it breaks loose, I'm fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> Twelve good reasons to be afraid of the dark. Again, I guess like twelve is because like there's <laughs> yeah. twelve Neomaniacs. Yeah. Which I only learned but their names by watching the, the credit. trailer. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, the credits. Yeah. But 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 there looks like there's way more than twelve. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. All right. I, I so the director know. was Joseph Mangini. This was his second movie as a director, but as a cinematographer, he worked on Alligator, Alone in the Dark, Mother's Day, Exterminator Part Two, Alligator Two: The Mutation, Mutations, and several episodes of the Swamp Thing TV series. Oh my God, the Swamp Thing TV series. Let me. Can I just say, none of that helped him. No, no, it's not helping him. No. It did not prepare him. Uh, special effects was by Wayne Gretzky, Buchamp, Buchamp, Buchamp. He worked on Children of the Corn, mm. Creature, Return to Horror High, Revenge of the Nerds Pot Death. We have your woman, Malachi. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's I totally butchered that. <laughs> we have your woman, Atlanta. <laughs> Phantasm. Double I. What is that? Is that like Phantasm Two? Double I. That's um when a girl bends over and you see her butthole in her vag. That's a double I. Okay. All right. Isn't it like a semicolon. Or I something? believe that. That's what we call double I. Okay. In the biz. Uh, in the biz. And then Bride of the Reanimator. And, and then the sequel to that, bruh. Of the reanimator. And he also had a lot of, he had a shit ton of credits for uh, being a pyrotechnican, but I didn't put it in here. Hmm. So, sorry. Anybody can be a pyrotechnician. Was there any in this movie? Yeah, the guy who killed oh, the yeah. string bean who was throwing the firecrackers. Yeah. <laughs> Every That's, five seconds. Yeah. I like it when and they the explode. And the machine gun part. When they explode, it's kind of fun. Uh, music by Kendall Schmidt and <laughs> Kendall Schmidt. And he worked on later on. The Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen show, which was kind of now, funny. But he's not the one that wrote those amazing songs at the Battle of the Bands, is he? He's listed in the music credits. All I don't right. know if he's a writer for that or not, or if there was some other licensing shit going on. But mm-hmm. I should know the name of the people who did those songs, but I don't. I'm a failure. It just sounded like generic fucking 80s fucking yeah. slow jams. Oh, uh, we'll get to it. 
Alright. We'll fucking get. Uh, the writer was Mark Patrick Carducci. Carducci. Uh, he went on to write Pumpkinhead for Stan Winston. Punka. And Buried Alive for Frank Darabont. <laughs> and he's also dead now because he committed suicide in 97. So if you want to ask him about this movie, uh, you can't. Go to his grave. R.I.P. Uh, Frank Darabont, you guys know who that is? The Mist. <laughs> and he was the one. He worked on this pilot for... Uh, the Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. That was good. And they're like, yeah, we're going to kick you off because you're too good. You're too good. And now we want too much. And I, I have to call myself out for last episode. I did an RIP for Snow Dogs. But Snow Dogs has like. For cute- Paul Walker, right? No. I thought you said he Paul Walker. He was in Eight Below. Oh. oh. Snow Dogs is the horrible movie with the black guy in it, Cuba Jr. or whatever. Uh, Cuba? Yeah. So Cuba? I'm sorry, Eight Below. R.I.P. Paul Walker. It's fine. No one knew. Yeah, they no knew. one. No one cared. <laughs> they knew. You were. They were just like they shorties. Were judging wor- shorties me. worldwide. Nobody cared. Yeah, they nobody were judging. <laughs> shorties worldwide. Waiting. didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the cast. There's really nobody important you really need to know about. But there's a couple people that actually went on to do other shit. Yep. The so, main chick, Lilani Sorella mm-hmm. as Natalie. She had a minor role in Basic Instinct, and then she was in a. Fuck ton of TV shows. Yeah, she was Roxy. Let me in see Basic that. Basic Instinct. Roxy. Let me see that Sharon Stone. But she looked at labia. She, looked she good was in her bikini. lesbian lover. And then Andrew Divoff as Doc. This was his first appearance, and Great he's Scott. He's in a shit ton of movies, TV shows. He's usually typecasted as a villain or like a henchman. One point twenty one gigawatts. Um, let's get into the trivia. The trivia. As I mentioned before, this is Andrew Divoff's film debut. And if you don't know who he is, he is the Jin from Wishmaster, mm, and yep. he was also in. Oh, fuck, it's gonna slip. It's gonna slip my mind now. But he was in another movie that was based on a comic book. Fuck, comic book. Faust. Faust. That's it. Damn, came to right. me. He played one of the characters in Faust. All right. Alternatively, this is this movie is known as the Evil Dead Warriors. Evil. Uh, Days. I kind of like Neon Maniacs more. Warriors. Yeah, I do too. Um, Just like anything with neon in it is awesome. Has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, like neon. That pe- title has like, nothing. I want to. I want to make. I've always been thinking about making a movie called Neon Period, and it's about a girl who has like her period, but it's like neon yellow. But it's like yellow? toxic. Yellow. Yellow. Yeah, and, when, and is she, it gook? Well, and she then she makes guys go down on her. And she doesn't tell them that she's on her neon yellow time mm-hmm. of the month, and then she puts their face on it, and it melts their face it's kind of like a melting movie like street trash except it's a girl on a on a period yeah okay all right let's let's do it yeah and i don't know i don't really know what i would call it yet but mm-hmm. the incredible melting snatch something like that all right fans of the friday the 13th film series might recognize actress marta Kober, who plays lorraine which one's the Lorraine? Okay, one, of yeah. the, one of the bitches that gets massacred in the No, Lorraine? she's her friend that picks her up at the police station. Exactly. Oh, okay. And then she's at the dance. I think she makes it away okay. Melissa, you paid attention. High, yeah. five. High five. She also played Jason Voorhees' victim, Sandra Deer, in Friday the 13th Pont de. Mm. de. Some of the maniac characters are credited as two different performers. Actually, some of them are three. Um, the film production shut down for three months due to financial difficulties. Shocking. Um, when the shooting resumed, many of the performers were unavailable and were recast as such. Unavailable. Huh. Maybe that's why we thought there was more than 12 of them. This piece of triv I picked up right away because I started jerking off. Paula wears a cap and her friend wears a cap of the USS Nostromo, a tribute to Alien. Yeah, that's Yeah, cool. I saw that. 
Also, how the fuck old is Paula? Does anybody know? And an Maybe? amazing Japan. Yeah. Who knows? Who the fuck knows? She looks like, old. Sweater. Here's the thing. She looks older, but she's yeah. very short. So it's right. hard for me she's to petite. tell. She's yeah. petite. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's very hard for me to tell because she looks the same age as everybody else, but she's like half the size of everybody yeah, else. Yeah, she's got to be part Asian. That's yeah, weird. Although set in San Francisco, the artwork shows the Twin Towers. Original, originally, the script concept was set in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, it was supposed to take place under the Brooklyn Bridge. Why didn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Because the guy's from Jersey, so it doesn't make sense. Because reasons. Yeah. He couldn't get her in a bikini <laughs> enough if they were in Jersey. Who knows? I have no fucking idea. Probably because all the people... Probably because it was just easier because it was the the place... Uh, well, there's a lot of back and forth bullshit, but the place that financed it wasn't weight based out of Hollywood, so mm. it was probably just, I mean, you know, easier to do it, you know. All right, so the following are excerpts from the assistant art director's blog. Oh, this blog is the best. All right. And I'll, po- <laughs> and I'll post this blog um, on Facebook so you guys can read everything he wrote, but pretty much he is not credited as working on this movie. Oh, it was a little c- falling out? Because he was technically not paid, but he Ooh. has all... He has like awesome background, like behind the scenes pictures and like work orders and shit that he like mm-hmm. scanned on the blog. So it's pretty funny. He's like, yeah, they didn't credit me as it, but and apparently this movie was filmed in eighty four and completed in eighty four. Yeah, that's it, why I said it was like two years. It before, just didn't yeah. come out until eighty six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neon Manix was set in San Francisco, but most of the most of it was shot in L A. We shot in about to be demolished house in Glendale, just below the library, for a week of nights. This is all fucked up i recall the budget was so low i built one set using a bathroom suite and carpets i found in a dumpster (laughs) (laughs) we borrowed the orange van and the team party in the park scene i thought it was red with rainbow stripes but i could be fucking wrong that that was a pedo van with wood paneling and all the shit on the inside um we borrowed the orange van and the team party in the park scene which can be seen in the trailer from a crew member and we couldn't paint it so i put on the wacky rainbow paint job using rolls of Gift wrapping paper and spray them out. I believe oh, it. Man. Uh, yeah. You probably could have left it the way it what, was. Yeah, there, why did that happen? I don't think you needed that shit. <laughs> the first alarm bell was a dodgy practice of bi-weekly paychecks because the money has to come from the East Coast. After shooting for two weeks, our first paychecks cleared, but on the Friday night of the fourth week came the news that the payroll would be late among the, along with the promises that it would be there on Monday, but we wouldn't mind working two 18-hour days over the weekend. Would we? So there was some shady shit going yeah. on with yeah. the finances. Is he butthurt or is he just like... Also, I'm assuming he's British because he writes checks like shock. He also, well, what he said was he basically didn't make any money on this movie and he basically ended up paying $2,000 out of his own pocket to just be on this movie. They eventually got their checks, but the checks bounced. And what so. they said was, what happened was that the, the company that started making the movie went under and then another company mm. bought out that company. And when they started refilming, they're like, we don't owe you any money because the other company owed you money. Yeah. And we're a different company. But if you want to keep it working on the movie, you can you can work on it and we'll pay you. Yeah. So a lot of the people before the other company bought them out, when the first company was going under, a lot of the people that worked on the movie took their shit, like took like stuff from the production, like cameras. And they're like, we're not giving this back because yeah. you're not paying us. Oh, yeah. So they took random shit. I mean, yeah. I guess Spookies had similar issues. This movie... So it's kind of weird. This movie feels to me like Spookies. It's basically like a Toho monster movie mixed with like a slasher movie. Can we talk about it later? Because I want to get into that. Oh, my but God. But not right now. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. We can, talk, we can talk about that. All right. So let's get into this goddamn fucking movie. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks, Cliff, again. Appreciate it. I love Appreciate you, it, Cliff. Bro. 
I love your cliff. So right away we get into obligatory black screen with 80s synth playing in the background mm-hmm. to set the mood. And then we get a nice little voiceover. Mm-hmm. When the world is ruled by violence and the soul of mankind fades, the children's path shall be darkened by the shadows of the neon maniacs. Here's a problem with that. I forgot about that intro. <laughs> if, the, if the neon maniacs only come out at night, there is no shadows. Because <laughs> there is no light. Yeah. There's I, the light of the reflection of the moon, Jessup. I oh. didn't realize that they were there for a deeper purpose. I heard that, wrote it down, and then forgot about I'll it. I'll be honest. The intro kind of gave me a chub because I was like, oh, man, they're really playing this shit up. Because I watched the trailer, and the trailer's like, axe. Yeah. This guy. Yeah. This other guy. Deca- Doc. Decapitator. Doc. The newsman. Hangman. Ape man. Yeah. I was like, oh, uh, uh, I'm uh, Cummings. I'm Cummings. I'm, I'm Cummings. So there's a dude uh, fishing underneath the Golden Gate Bridge. You see a silhouette of him, and they decide for the next 10 minutes to bombard your ears with foghorns because they want you to know that it's nighttime, it's yeah. foggy, and this dude's fishing. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, Luigi's fishing. Yeah. He looks like Luigi. And then, or no, he looks like the uh, Epsom Salt guy or whatever it is. <laughs> 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 Morton, Dude, that Morton is Morton Salt. Salt. Morton Salt guy. Morton Salt. <laughs> what? No, you know with the little Are, like dude. yellow rain slicker? Holy and the, like, shit. Must have just turned 80 all of a sudden? That is the <laughs> deepest cut ever, dude, ever. Morton, like a Morton Salt guy or all like right, whatever. Right. Yeah, like Gordon Fisherman. Gordon Fisherman, all maybe. Right. Moving on. Moving Mr. On. Salty, so Mr. Mr. Salty goes and he finds these fucking greeting cards. No, no, hold on. He finds a he finds a bull skull. Oh, he finds a bull, a bull skull, skull wedged in a door. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. What is that all about? Hold on, guys. What is that all about? <laughs> Can we, that never comes up. No. And, that, and it, like, in the first rest off, of, we're on the west coast, and yeah. there's a bull skull. <laughs> yeah, a bull skull, dude. That does not or like a ram skull. Like the, everything was just crazy. No, dude. That has that never comes up again no, in the no. entire. No, and neither does the fucking movie. playing so, cards huh. that are in wedged in there. So, so this is what I'm led to believe that the neon maniacs they're like, yo, listen, we each have like a very specific look. Mm-hmm. Let's fucking order some cards from. I know this website where we can order cards from, and they'll get our pictures on it. And I got a cool idea. We can put our little pictures of us in like a, a bull skull, and we'll wedge it in a door. And someone's bound to find it. We just gotta stand there. And we just gotta wait. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like they some something I read, maybe it was the description on Amazon Prime because I was able to watch this movie for freeze on there, <laughs> was that it was these were comic book monsters. That's never explained. That's never no. except for these random flashcards that you no. find. It is like flashcards. them. Yeah. Right. And then Epsom Salt Guy's dead. It's basically like <laughs> uh, it's like magic cards for a nerd. Yeah. Right. It's like I yeah, I'm Pokemon. Gonna, I'm Pokemon ta- I'm going to attack you, and I have this much mana to bring out this monster, and I tapped him. He's going to... Mm. He did 15 damage to your creature. Did you play Magic? Put him in the graveyard. Did you play Magic? Yeah, I played Magic like a oh, motherfucker. Oh, my God. All right. How was that? That was... Uh, <laughs> That's Duncan. That was a little Duncan. That's my beagle quacking. That's a little Duncan Quack McBeans. Quack away, little doodles. <laughs> doodles! <laughs> Mama, who are you down there? Keep the monsters at bay! <laughs> He's like, I'm famous now! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he like like Melissa said, he turns the skull around, and inside the skull are these these trading cards. I want to say yeah. of these of these maniacs, and as he goes through them, he comes to the axe man, mm-hmm. and then what happens? An axe falls. Mm-hmm. Got to catch him all. And then you hear, ah! 
<laughs> and he does. Mm-hmm. What I wrote was he found a bunch of ha- he found a Hallmark card in- yes, inside greeting cards <laughs> with a, with a pictures of a bunch of like Cenobite wannabe heavy metal like dweebs posing. Because the pictures are really corny. One looks like he's like into grindcore. One looks like he's into like troll metal. One looks like he's into Viking metal. One looks like he's into samurai speed metal. Man, Duncan's like relentless he's right now. He's pissed about something. He's like, yo, he's like, you fucking better pay attention to me. Yeah, and then the axe is lifted and you hear the scream. And then the blood trickles on the uh, pictures uh, of the Neon Maniacs. And symbols are crashing. And this is when you cue the sexiest intro music, Evs. And it's a close-up of, like, a guy's taint as he's pounding his uninterested wife. That doesn't happen. These, I missed that part. No, it didn't happen. But people are, the, these kids are saying happy birthday to this bitch named Natalie. Happy birthday, Natalie! And then that van, that van comes into um, you that we were talking about, the guy, like, spray-painted. The, spray the rainbow-bright gay pride van? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they scream out their window, punk assholes! And then, like, a punk gives him a finger. No, not just a punk gives him a finger, but a punk with his hairdo like Coolio. Was cool, was cool. Oh, yeah. Punk. It was Steph It was Steph and Jessup. Yeah. Back in the day, just <laughs> but, hanging out no, inside he had of a like, club. He had his hair braided like Coolio. And I was like, holy shit, that bruh. He what, got Coolio hair. What do you mean? Like, fucking cornrows? Or it was, or no, like, no had, like, it was like the... There was like the little hair. like uh oh, like the horns almost. Yeah, 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 really yeah. Horns. yeah I don't Did know. the chick have like the spiked hair though? I didn't pay attention to. So to fucking that's the first for you <laughs> ever. Eventually, the van pulls over and a kid exits to get beer, and he's like, "Give me five dollars." And the other guy's like, "Jeez, what you getting? Champagne?" Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, PBR is fifty cents a can, man. Yeah, fifty and then, cents a can. Dude, meanwhile, poor man John bro? Travolta is jogging with his dog. No, no. Poor man. Yeah, no, 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 no. Poor man, John Travolta. <laughs> who's the Who's the main character in all the Police Academy movies? Because that's who he reminded the me Goots. of. The Goots. I don't know. Steve Gutenberg. No, yeah, that's who he reminded me Gutenberg. of. No, he is. He does not. He does not have the chin to be anywhere remotely close. Fine, he doesn't have the chin. I think both you guys are off. I think it's the kid, the main character kid from Fright Night. That's what he looks Maybe. like the most. It's all of them. That generic guy. All of them jerked off into a little but you petri two, dish. But you two right here. It. You two right here. You're reaching. Okay. I'm telling no, right now. No. Yeah. So, so yeah, the guy's jogging with his dog, and his dog runs up to the van. And he he kind of gre- senses that Natalie is on her period, and, and he jumps smells. on. He goes right yeah. into that crotch, yep. and he's like, <sighs> "So good." hmm And she's like, "What's the dog's name?" He's like, "It's Dog." I thought about calling him Cat, but you know, Chuckle McChucklester. Yeah, and Lisa's not impressed. And I was like, "This guy, let it be known that this guy's a creep. Mm-hmm. This guy's a creep." And they were making him out yeah. to be uh what was the dude from the burning? Alfred? Yeah, Alfred. Yeah. He's yeah. weird. He's weird as shit. Hi well, Natalie. No, no, but he goes from being weird, awkward nerd kid to be the like the, the one everybody to, wants in the school. Exactly. Stud yeah. to stud muffin yeah. McGee. Yeah. Right. Uh but then Ray comes out of the Ray goes into the store to get um alcohol. When he comes back, he sees Steve there and he's like, Hey baloney man. Say it right, it's pronounced Bologna. He's like mm-hmm. Bologna man. And what is it what does he say? Your father give me? you the night off or what? Actually, Ray, he sent me out looking for you. He needs a bouncer in the fruit department. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you're real quick, pasta breath. Pasta breath. So <laughs> we're, we're like we, to believe he's Italian. And then we get piano music again, just yeah. to, like, to, to hint the notes. Ray closes the van door and like it close up on Natalie, and she's like, just like, God damn, I was so close of yeah. getting it to the base. Yeah, and then, like, then he says, oh, yeah, Elvis, you've got good choice. 
Good choice. Good choice. Good taste. Good whatever the fuck <laughs> he says to his dog. The he, point is, the dog's name is Elvis, and he fucking lied. Yeah, he did lie. Just say your goddamn dog's name is Elvis, never to be seen again. And the then rest it, of the movie. Nope. And, and then accuse that weird music again. And then it cuts to this chick named Paula who's like dressed up like a vampire and she's looking at herself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And her mom's like, Paula, it's way past bedtime. Yeah. And you're like, how the fuck old is Paula? I'm and just checking my makeup, mom. Ma, she got straight up wrinkles around her eyes. I'm like, yo, I'm like, like, yo, I'm like, yo Paula's 45. <laughs> yeah. Is her mom 80 downstairs yelling at her? <laughs> And then yeah. it pans around her room slowly and you realize that she's got all this camera Dude, recording. Got- it is the worst collection well, of first, horror shit. She's got a portable video unit. unit. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she's got like three fucking computers, dude. They're right. enormous. Yeah. E-fucking-normous. And she starts brushing her teeth and it's like panning across her room. She's got like horror nerd shit everywhere, like shitty masks and skulls. Yeah. She got a Blade Runner poster. Uh, yeah, she had that. a Blade Runner poster. Yeah, I saw that. And then she had the, the one, like two masks tacked to her bed post right. she's like oh no bad doggy don't eat me stupid they want bitch. you to they want to hammer into your head that she is all about the horror shit yeah but it was like none of it was recognizable probably because they could not afford to pay the trademarking shit to have real horror no things. oh no not at all no. Yeah, it was just like handmade shit uh and then it cue like madonna instrumental music yes as like it sounds like a Madonna song, but with no vocals, as Ray yeah. and Natalie. Mm-hmm. Ray and Natalie and like her posse are drinking it up in some kind of park. Yeah. And Sue Sue and her man go off to bang, and uh, Lisa's like, Sue is crazy. She's not on the pill or anything. And then yeah. it cuts to fucking straight up pasty fucking boobs out. Boobs yeah, crazy. From some like rando mullet yeah, girl random. that you've never seen before. Nope. There's weird edits in this movie because like I was like, okay, it's that's Sue's boob, but then it cuts up to her and it's like, oh no, that's another they le- random. Yeah, that, that's that why mullet. I thought it was random. Basically, people. basically, they made this van to be a clown car because eighty people that you thought that were in the back yeah. of that van suddenly appear in this fucking. Well, scene. yeah, but then yeah. and there's also a kid that's on a motorcycle that's that wasn't. He in wasn't the, there. They, yeah. they, I guess they met him. I didn't know that he was actually. They referenced him later, but he was actually part of that group. Yeah. yeah, and then who's this dude Stringbean that's on the firecrackers? You never saw yeah. him, and he's yeah. just he's roaming around. Yeah. So yeah, Stringbean keeps throwing firecrackers and shit at Sue and Wally, and Wally gets pissed because Sue and Wally went off to bang, and he's throwing firecrackers, mm-hmm. and he's like Stringbean, and he like burps in his direction. Yeah. And then we get like close ups of the the maniac the maniac's feet for some reason because you want to know what kind of shoes they're wearing. Yeah, aka Larpers. Birkenstocks. <laughs> it's like a bunch of Larpers coming out of the yeah. woods. <laughs> and and while Wally walks off the piss, he says, "I'm gonna build you a hot fire. I'll be right back." Oh my god, <laughs> it's all coming together, Jessup. He walks back to pee or whatever, and then it cuts to Natalie and like uh, Lisa talking, and you find out that Natalie's a virgin. And as they're talking, you hear like screechy screech. Like, I thought it was. Yeah. A, I thought it was a, one of the neon mags going, "I'm coming." Yeah, I don't know what it was, <laughs> or it was like chicky ring. And it like happened. Right after she announced her virginity, and the chick was like, "You must be the last virgin all of San Fran." So I thought that was maybe why they were stalking yeah. her. Well, I had no fucking clue. Yeah, that was their that was their hymen mating. I call. was like, "What did they?" They do focus on that, like that's going to be some kind of plot point, and it it's, doesn't and, matter. And, and, and it's not. It's not a plot point at all. Well, because they do a really good job throughout three quarters of the movie cock blocking her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, then it, then it cuts to some. It cuts to that rando boob girl, and she's like blowing Doctor Denim, mm-hmm. and it's pretty. It's pretty. As far as movies go, it's pretty like it's pretty like a hardcore graphic scene. I was like, you're like, <laughs> I can I can picture the part. I can picture someone in post going like making like the sucking noises like <laughs> to the base. Uh, 
Take that Stiglitz. Uh, uh, Stiglitz. I'm coming. <laughs> and then Lisa says, best, best line ever, John. It is. I'm going to do the first part. All right. Lisa. Did you hear that sick sound? Yeah, it was creepy. Probably your mom hollering out her anti-sex warning. <laughs> oh, Jesus, you. Ooh, fist bump. And then it cues, like, more weird music. Music comes in and out of this movie like crazy. It's like, fade in, mu- weird music, fade out. Fade in, weird music. And it was out. love music Yeah, th- this is the weird love music playing. Or if I call your name. And then we have the, um. And you're not there. I guess you'll know. I'm depending on you. Oh my god. And then we get the uh, the radio DJ that's really sensual. Talking. Oh, my, oh my god, that radio DJ is fucking. He sounds like he sounds like he's giving a girl cunnilingus right. while he's like doing fucking. Huh. Why is DJing? This is the big. G. He's not doing it right then. This is the big G. Gonna talk to all you all seductively. Uh, all about that weather forecast is gonna happen. But first, will Natalie get I'm, laid? Oh my god, I'm coming. The future is uncertain. Uh, oh my god. Keep that vag woman safe, y'all. Uh, 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 I'm coming. Signing out. Oh my god, so good. Meanwhile. Robin Clits worldwide. <laughs> meanwhile, as tradition goes, the first bitch to show her nips must die. Well, uh, but, it, but, it it's shows, true. but it shows Wally laid down like randomly. Yeah. Wally lays down. So he, he was the one that was making out with the other chick, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Wally lays down like in the... And the leaves. He just gives up. Yeah. Yeah, and then, he's just like, and then uh, it cuts to Sue, who's like, when's he coming back? My fucking clit's throbbing. Yeah. These mom jeans are starting to stress me out. She's, I gotta get them off. She's like, when is my wet bag of leaf ass gonna get penetrations? And then it cuts, and then you hear hardcore shit, Kid Chameleon Genesis bass line. It's like, it's like the first cool music in the whole movie. Right. That's not like. That's not like sh- shitty slow jazz of some like white honky trying to like serenade someone. And then it shows the LARPer unsheath, unsheath his sword. And then another one steps on Wally's forehead in like mud caked feet mm-hmm. and plunges a fucking goddamn knife into his head. And then BJ Blondie, as she's like sucking yeah. Dr. Denim, she gets. First, it just looks like she's getting a haircut because, like, yeah. Yeah, a, piece a piece of hair falls. Sure something falls every time. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then, oh, dudes. Not even her, the dudes. biggest mannequin in the world. Exactly. Yeah. When they show that head come off, it's not a mullet. It's first of all, it's not a mullet. It's not blonde hair. It's like an gray. old. It's like a gray yeah. old man yeah. wig, and it just rolls back. I'm like, yeah. dude. And blood comes squirting out. They put no effort into that. It was and like his amazing. D should have been gone there, but it wasn't. No, no, it's the best. Surprise! It's the best because like her head falls off. It's cut off. First of all, I don't know how you decapitate someone while they're sucking a dick and it doesn't hit the person. That, yep. Person's like groin, like the knife as yeah. it cuts or to the head, his sack or something, and yeah. it cuts to him, and he's like still like, oh man, this is yeah, so he good. Doesn't know. And he's like, oh, hold on. I don't feel no suckings no more. <laughs> yeah. And then he opens his eyes, and when he opens his eyes, the samurai guy's like, "What's up?" <laughs> and then he's like, smiles at him, yeah. and fucking straight like, what does he do? He fucking like decapitates him or something like yeah, that. But yeah, but like, if he had decapitated that bitch's head with his dick in it, she would have clamped down. That's what I'm saying. He would have known. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He would have known real quick, bro. You got you had nibs going on because blowjob physics, people. Yeah, yeah. That's, be- physics. that's beach physics. Like, try punching your girlfriend in the back of the head while she's sucking your dick. I'm telling mm-hmm. you right now, it's not going to end good. From experience, it's not going to end good, bro. 
And then we have that weird Cyclops lizard mole. Yeah, fucking dude. maniac. It's like that, uh, I, yeah, I called it the the Cyclops reptile. He's got, yeah, he's, he's got, got a little sink or whatever those things are called. Yeah, yeah he's got a meat hook. Scythe. Yeah, is it like yeah. a meat hook? It's like a meat hook, like yeah. a little scythe thingy. Yeah. Which does he use that later on one of the Neon Maniacs? Yeah, he, like okay. they fight each other. Okay, yeah. He, later on, yeah, he stat like the yeah. We'll get to it. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand that part, okay. dude. That's fucking weird. But he, yeah, the reptile Cyclops dude, like. Drag he stabs Wally Wally's body and drags them off. Right, and this part is the best. The YMCA biker fucking maniac comes with like a chain whip, right? And he starts like fucking with the other biker dude, and the other biker dude like fucks him up for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he the YMCA biker maniac like falls down and kind of grabs the kid's like calf, and he mm-hmm. fucking grabs his fucking foot and just crushes it crushes he fucking like twists his whole foot and ankle crunches it to the side or whatever and then it cuts to the firecracker kid string i I called him i called him poor poor man's marty mcfly because he had that (laughs) red vest on yeah d doc what's gonna happen here so he's got a roman candle out what did you jump ship Yeah, he's got a Roman candle at, and the samurai guy comes up and he like well, puts it through it. He well, just like lights it and holds the, it in front. The of samurai him. guy is taking his sweet ass fucking time oh, walking yeah. up to him with his sword drawn. Hey, it's like Jason Voorhees style. Right. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, what the fuck are you guys dressed for? Oh my god, yeah, that part's the best. A you guys game? looking for a game? Yeah, I'm looking for a games. Well, yeah, Lisa's yeah. man slice, and she, he like tosses the football to them, and oh yeah, and they stab it, and it's like kind of deflated or whatever. And this part's the best. I love this fucking line. I, got, I, I gotta say it. He's like, you guys wanna play rough, huh? I can go both ways, bozos. Oh, and he starts, and he starts, he starts fucking jerking them off. Not right. the thing to Phrasing. say. And Phrasing. Then he, and then he just like fucking sprays, spreads his gaping asshole and they, they, get, they get into the base. That's where the, all, all the neon splooge comes from yeah. later mm-hmm. on. They're like, oh, what is all the slime the from? Cook. And uh, oh, Ray. He, she says that. You don't remember that, Paula? No. What did she say? Paula's like freaking out. She's like, Guck? When they co- when oh, her yeah, friend gook? calls yeah, yeah, her. I thought you said cock. I thought you said cock. Cock. Me and John always got cock on the brain. Yeah. Ray, Ray runs directly into like he's I guess he's trying to like tackle one of them. I think yeah. he's trying to like pull a yeah. football maneuver where he like dodges them and gets between them. But, but he, just yeah, he just gets lassoed. He just gets lassoed. It's funny because he's so cocky and then he right. just basically runs into a yeah. noose and they, and they just fucking I think, choke I think him maybe out. they were trying to mislead you that Ray was like the protagonist or something, but... Yeah, no. But it's like, nah. Shananana. They're like, shanana, meathead. Mm-hmm. And then Lisa runs off, but the goblin archer yeah. like looks at her and just and, takes her to fuck and out Natalie's with And Natalie's in the van like, no, Lisa, over here. Lisa knows where the fucking man yeah, is, yeah. bitch, but she chose to run off and get hit by the <laughs> archer instead. Oh, shit. And then the neon maniacs start like approaching the van. Yeah. And this is when Ape Man jumps out of the, the tree. Man. He's got like a see through loincloth. Yep. And Natalie. Weird lo- ass beard Na- happening. Natalie locks the front doors of the van and she's like trying to find the keys, but she doesn't have them. So she just kind of retreats to the back of the van yeah. as the neon maniacs start like attacking the van, like smashing mm-hmm. the windows. Li- they start lifting it up to like right. flip it over. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you see a flash of lightning and suddenly everything stops. Well, they fake out a couple times, though. Like, you oh, they think do. they're gone. They there's, a, there's a jump scare in there. Yeah, no and reason. then they come back, and then... Yeah, when they come back, that's when they start lifting there's the There's the lightning, but then it's really the cops. Yeah, the cops, like, she sees somebody trying to open the yeah. sliding door, and it pops open, and there's two cops, and they're like, you got a problem here, miss? And she just, like, starts crying, and then they take her back oh to the station. Oh, my God! I so got a problem! Did you see the ape man in the loincloth? Oh, my God! Yeah. Yeah. 
and she starts getting interrogated by the cops. Yeah. And the cops are asking questions, and it cuts to the six cops listening to the interrogation on, like, a cassette recording. Yeah. And one of the cops is like, just a bunch of jerk-off kids on something. And this is when you find, this is when you see Lieutenant Devin, who you think is going to be an integral part of solving this case, but how about it's like now in that brass? Nope. nope. He's about as useless as all the cops in fucking Killer Clowns. Yeah. He just They're like, let's he, see what sunlight brings. This is what Lieutenant Devin does throughout the movie. He smokes cigarettes, cigars, or he eats like Twinkies. Or he calls his detectives at weird times of the night when yes. you're fucking naked in a bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then tells them to go back to bed. <laughs> He's like, listen, you're gonna be on this case. Go back, go back to bed. I'll talk <laughs> to you tomorrow. But first, but first yeah. what are you wearing right now? Yeah, it's super weird. <laughs> He's like, all right, hold on. Good. Are you in your wife right now? <laughs> yeah. He's but like, here, but here, we're led to believe that Natalie gets rescued by these two cops, and all the shit that happened yeah. to all her friends is all gone. They didn't look at anything no. when they were there. There's nothing there. There's no blood. There's yeah. no nothing. They found some neon maniac splooge, and that's it. No, which they don't even find till later, and they're just putting it in baggies with spoons. Yeah, right. <laughs> as you do with the evidence. Right. Very technical. Well, and then they just let her leave with her friend Lorraine. Yeah, her, she leaves with her friend Lorraine. And Natalie's parent, and Natalie gets home, and yeah. she listens to like a message on her voice machine that basically her parents are like traveling the world, and they're, yeah. they're in Rome at this time. Yeah, and she picks up the phone to call her parents, but then she doesn't go through it. That she hangs up. Yeah, she talks to an operator. People, but guys, remember that? Yeah. Why does she? Why does she want to talk to her parents? Probably because she's pissed. Because guess what? They forgot what her birthday. Remember, everybody was like, happy birthday, Natalie, again, just like in fucking Spooky. Yeah. I, I, I didn't pick up it, on that. It all yeah, comes back was, to the B-Day. It all comes back to the birthday, Look, she's, bitch. Mel- Melissa's, like, off, Melissa's like, listen, if you guys ever forget my birthday, so help me God. No. There's gonna be a hard move. As someone born the day after Christmas, no one fucking cares about your birthday. Oh, Melissa knows the pain. I'm right. butthurt. Anyway. Mel- Melissa like the you know many, you know stole my You know how many birthdays I celebrated, Melissa? None. So Why, are you like a leap year? Oh, no, because you're the... You're like Prince. <laughs> John, John's an Asian Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. No, my parents are. <laughs> They're Asian Jehovah's Witnesses. Anyways. Um, Natalie's parents, yeah, are in room but or whatever. But why is she but, butthurt anyway? Because no, no, they forgot her birthday. You're guys. a teenage kid. You're a teenage kid. You want to get laid. She does You have though. this ginormous house all to yourself and no accountability. Yeah. Yeah. Who the fuck cares whether your parents are there she, for your birthday well, or not? all of her friends are dead, but right. she doesn't seem that upset she about it. She does not give a fuck. She's like, listen. I'm going to go swim. She's like, I got an in-ground pool to swim time. And yeah. it reminds me of Lisa and from fucking uh, Freddy, she's Freddy's like, Revenge. Yeah. yeah, she's like, I just want to show off my yeah, hot Yeah, because she had one my of those portable t- phones. T- TNA, yeah. and I want to go in this and fucking pool. And a giant pool. backyard fucking pool. So yeah. she goes in the pool or whatever, and she- And Beastman's there. Yeah, she's about to jump in the pool, and- Eight man like kind of creeps out of the bushes and he's about to grab her as she dives into the pool. Yeah. And Eight Man makes the fucking most hilarious like scream when he misses her or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's she and somehow she, doesn't hear it. She doesn't hear it, I guess, because she's underwater. And when she surfaces, he's like magically gone. Yeah. And then cue the fucking cheesy sex music again. And she gets on a tube and starts like floating around the pool and it starts fucking rain and blood. Yeah, because she, she fell asleep. Yeah. And then you see lightning and then she wakes up from the lightning and it's actually raining mm-hmm. and it would the the rain the blood rain was just was dreams yeah straight up dreams and then we cut to the super technical like invest the csi team this part's funny as shit because when they show the police cars pull up there is literally a fucking police car from every decade there's like right. a police car from the 50s oh, i miss that 60s and 70s i'm like hold on Short, shorties worldwide huh Mangini's like, give me one of everything. 
everything you got. He's like, I want a 50s, I want a 60s, I want a 70s. And Devin goes up to the freaking... Uh, he's dressed like a character from Dragnet. He's got the giant fucking fedora on. He was underused, He that thought guy. he was Columbo. He could have been funny, because like, he had almost that... Not that he's like... That's the, how I initially thought they were going to use him. Not, I thought they were going to use him like Vernon from fucking Killer Clowns. And yeah, not like he's not like on the level of Tom Atkins, but he could have been good if they would have utilized him in some in some way. His, his, his character is pointless in this movie. It makes no sense. Yeah. So they find the comms of the Neon Maniacs. Yeah, he's like, what is this? He's like, gook, slime, nobody knows yet. No bodies, no blood. Rain took care of that. Yeah, that's why you, when you fucking something happens, you go do the investigation yeah. immediately. You do not wait. Not till, the day after, you yeah. fucktard. You don't wait till the next day so fucking like homeless people can be yeah. messing up all your evidence. They're like, listen. Not to mention, you don't think that like all the people, all the families of the victims are going to know what the fuck happened the next right. day? Right. Yeah. And then... Meanwhile, Paul is waking up late the third morning in, in a row. Mm-hmm. Again, I say to you, how fucking old is Paul? Yeah. <laughs> like, we should make a mix of both. I don't cereal. know, but I was kind of crushing on Paul. I was like, <clears throat> yeah, I liked her. And her buddy calls her. Yeah, Gary calls her. Gary, and- her, her friend who gives her all the deets about mm-hmm. Natalie. He does, and he's, he starts telling her about these monsters, and she's like, what kind of monsters? And he's like, the ugly killing type. That kill kids. There's trading cards right here. Let me give them to you. He's like, yeah, you know, like Pokemon and uh, what is it? Yogi-Oh? You got to collect them all. <laughs> no, you got to catch them all, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then he tells her where this chick goes to school. This is how disturbed fucking Natalie is that all of her friends just got killed. She goes to school the next yeah. day. Yeah. She's and one of one of her friends comes up Lorraine. to her. And, no, no, no. Wait. First, you get a shot of Steve in his dumpster sweater <laughs> with the moth Mr. hole. Mister Rogers, hand me down. Nom, oh my nom sweater. god! They were like, they, we need to make it clear that he is fucking poor. Yeah. No, I like, think they were like, he was the he was the original hipster. Yeah, he, he was, was the progenitor. Oh he was the progenitor of all the hipsters. I mean, and Natalie Proge- wears hipster, some progenitor. amazing fucking carpet sweaters in this movie, but this one <laughs> that he got out of the goddamn dumpster is the best. It is the best. Oh, shit. All the holes. Well, one of, and Lorraine comes up to her and Lorraine's like, what are you doing here? You shouldn't even be in school. And she's like, nah, I'm okay. I just didn't get my full eight hours of REM sleep and it's kind of put me in a funk, you know? My circadia rhythm, it's all jacked up. It's not a biggie, though. I took some Ambien and some melatonin. You're just making shit up, right? I hope. Yeah, totally. Okay. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's some details. Well, I was like, this. did I black out the God part? damn it. So God damn it, Amazon Prime. That was a key moment. Well, as they're interacting, like, Steve is straight creeping. Oh, yeah. He, oh, yeah. He's standing in the background. And, and he's, he's stapling shit yeah. very, like, viciously on and he's that like, board. And he's, like, he's taking, like, deep sniffs in because he's trying mm-hmm. to smell, like, Natalie's, like, her pun pun. He's like, he's like, maybe if I can, maybe if I breathe deep enough, I can smell her pun pun in the air. Yeah, and then Paula shows up, and she wants to hear about the monsters. Yeah, Melissa, Paul- Melissa ain't having none of that. No. <laughs> well, first of all, no. yeah, Paula, well, all right, so here's the weird thing about this. When Gary, or when Paula's friend Gary called her earlier, mm-hmm. he told her what school she went to, yeah. but he didn't say, like, yeah, she goes to your school. He said, he, she goes to this school. Yeah. Why wouldn't she just say? I don't think she went there. Well, then what the fuck? Paula just invaded some random school. I think she just invaded school? a random school. I think because she's too young to be there. We don't there. even know. They Honestly, all keep let's, her let's kid. all guys. Let's all be fair here. We never see any adults at this school. Yeah. We don't even know if this is actual fucking school or not. It's not because they have a dance later on, and there's alcohol no, this, there. No, this is the fucking basement. Oh, Nobody yeah. fucking knows anything. This is the basement that this fucking place, this movie was filmed in, where yeah. where he yeah. made he made the school out of like old bathroom carpet. Yeah, he's like, oh god, doesn't doesn't this look exactly like a high school? I worked so hard, I made this whole high school out of bathroom carpet. Yeah, 
And meanwhile, like the guy's buddy is telling him like, oh, she dates a college kid. Or mm. no, that's it. That's in the next. Scene. Well, when Paul approaches them, she's got like her. She's got like a baseball cap on like yeah. sideways, like a homeboy. And Natalie's mm-hmm. friend is like, go back to Sesame Street, mm-hmm. bitch. And Paula's just like not very good at getting her message across throughout the movie. She's just yeah. like, yeah, tell me this. But then she doesn't really try. But Natalie is also, Natalie's also overly standoffish with her for no fucking reason yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. She's like, get the fuck away from me, okay? I'm Italian kids. And Steve, this is just John's best favorite part. Steve and his friend Gene are in the cafeteria. Oh, yeah. And his friend, no, his friend was a poor man's glazer. He looked like fucking glazer, glazer. young glazer. Well, mm-hmm. his friend Gene is telling him, like, he needs to ask Natalie out or stop thinking about her and ask a fat chick out because he... he he's has, like, oh, Steve. Yeah. He's like, no fat. Steve, did you ever go ass to ass? Yeah. He's like, Steve, you gotta go ass to ass with a fat chick, bro. I'm telling you. To the base. The best. Oh, you can't go to the base. The ass fat is just too great. And, yeah, he's like, you, <laughs> you, think you're, you, you think you're to the base, but really, you're just... So, so he's trying to like his friend is doing Stuck a really a really shitty job cellulite. of trying to psych him up to go talk to Natalie. And right before the scene ends, his friend picks up a cheesesteak from both ends. He's oh, eating, I and, missed that again. And bites the center yeah, of it. No, no, he, he sent he, a picture of it you don't, too. And well, I forgot. well, John says his cheesesteak. You don't know what it is. It's some kind of. It looks like a cheesesteak. It's, it's got like ketchup a sub on the top. Or it's it's some know. kind of sub. But either way, Re- regardless, he, he's he, regardless. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say that. <laughs> he's he's eating the fucking goddamn hoagie like you eat a like yeah. corn the cob. <laughs> he bites it from the center. And you know what, dude? It's funny because me and Steph took her niece out one time to go get hot dogs, and that's exactly how her niece ate the hot dog. But guess what? Did you guys smack her? Her niece is three years old. All right. Okay. This this is a full grown. I like, wonder if he was fucking with people. I was like, yeah, well, well and cut. He's like, ah. It's funny. I don't remember. I've seen this movie before. Like but, how Homer Simpson. But I didn't remember that scene. And when John sent it to me, I was like, he sent it in the messenger. I was fucking cracking up. Well, I said, I was like, what's it, did forgot. you recognize it right away? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, immediately, I was like, <laughs> why is he eating his sandwich? Like he's eating corn on the cob. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. When I first looked at it, I was like, corn on the cob. And then I was like, no, it's like a hot And then dog. I was, and then I was like, maybe he's onto something. And I went over to Wawa and I got a meatball sandwich. And I was like, I'm gonna eat it like that. And guess what, Jordan? Oh, it didn't yeah. turn out. It didn't turn out good. Donna comes up, and you find out that Donna is raised sister and she's oh, yeah. and she's angry because natalie Nat- my brother with the deeds that she told the police and she's like what's going on she doesn't believe her brother's dead and they she starts rough she's about to rough up natalie and steve comes to the rescue and steve's like shenana but what were they drinking uh zima milk out of milk cartons oh my oh, god i missed that lots of milk that's she, fucking disgusting and donna calls him a faggot yep yeah, first, thanks for including that yeah you're right yeah you're right yeah you fucking faggot. Yeah. And then we get some synth lines in a voiceover telling that Natalie has to stay home from Ms. school. Lawrence, it would be best if you stayed home. Oh my home. god, this is a we- this seems like Makes it, was, no sense. it was added like in post to make yeah. to make sense of and something. And she's just like dropped off on the corner of a street and that, just has to walk but that, up to her giant fucking yeah. mansion. It, yeah, it doesn't even matter though. They didn't even have to no. like, you yeah. didn't have to have her go back to school again. It didn't matter. Yeah. And Paula, Jean, Wendy, and John uh, cuts to them and they're filming like a movie in a cemetery in broad daylight. In broad daylight, with vampires. Exactly. She doesn't know how to fuck. She's shooting yeah. day for night. That's all. Well, I mean, it's as you find out later, Paula is a dumbass bitch. Yeah. She doesn't know how to take. She's supposed to be the film person, and she doesn't know how to fucking take. Yeah. She she's a dumbass. Basic camera footage, of shit. Yeah, she's a dumbass bitch that I just wanted to kidnap and do things to. Why? 
Because I just liked her. I don't know why. she's petite <laughs> oh and she's wearing a Stromo hat. I liked her. I wanted to put it like in a pillowcase and I just wanted to do things to her. Is that why like Steph has like a little Japan jacket and like one of those Ooh. little hats like yeah. hidden in her closet? Yeah. You make her cosplay as this bitch? I'm, I'm like, yeah, I make her cosplay. Yeah, do it. And I beat her. Yep. 24-7. There it is. That, that's real talk. That's why she's not here right now. I beat, beat, her, <laughs> I beat her too hard and she couldn't be on the podcast. I beat her too hard with the grapefruit. <laughs> The, bag, the, the, the pillowcase full of ripe grapefruit. No. <laughs> All right. Melissa's like, no. So, Nat- so Natalie's, <laughs> home, Natalie's home from school. So not only is she home alone now yeah. with no accountability, but she doesn't have to go to school now either. Mm-hmm. This is like every fucking kid's wet dream at this age. Yeah. John, yeah. John, if this was Johnny, would just be walking around with a boner, like smearing his little, his little baby shrimp on everything. Sorry. John, baby shrimp. <laughs> Fuck you. So Paula calls Natalie at home, and of course Natalie hangs up on her once again before mm-hmm. she can get anything out. And then this is the only lead up that we have that Steve has some sort of guitar skills because he's doing something in his bedroom with a guitar. Right. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. He's like, he's working while well, someone's knocking on his door, and he like doesn't want to stop playing his guitar. He's like, Hold on, I gotta finish this fucking goddamn. I gotta finish this goddamn uh, riff. I gotta, hold on, I gotta finish this riff. And then finally he answers the door and his sister's like, dad wants you to go in because the fucking goddamn delivery dude called dad or whatever. And he's like, God damn it, bitch. Why don't you do it? And she's like, because I'm sucking off my boyfriend later and I can't. No, she's going shopping at the mall. Same thing. Let's go to the mall. She's like, my name's Melissa and I want to go to Williams Sonoma and pay $200 for a little hand blender. No, I go to Marshall's for that shit. <laughs> I kind of want to go there and buy stuff. I'm not going to lie, but. Williams Sonoma? I've yeah. never been in there. There's oh one in the Cherry Hall Mall. Oh my God, dude. It's the biggest ripoff ever. I will. It's, they're yeah. associated with Pottery Barn or something. Exactly. Like that. Yeah, I don't go in either John, of those exactly. places because I can't afford it. It's like, guess what? You want a blender? Did you spend all this money on this giant mansion of a goddamn house. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the manor house. <laughs> Oh shit! We're getting off. We're getting basic. We're getting too far into yeah. basic bitch territory. But we need anyway, to bring it back. yeah. So, pa- so, so what's she, happened? so she, Natalie gets another call in her ginormous oh, kitchen, yeah. and it, she thinks it's Paula again. So she's about to hang up, but it's really one this, of the, this phone call's weird. It's, it's a mom. mother. For, it's a mother from one of her other friends. Well, because at first you don't. First of all, at first I thought it was like someone that was kidnapped Fucking with her. Well, no, I thought it was someone that was kidnapped by the neon maniacs mm-hmm. and was trying to warn her because it's like, oh, what are you doing? Stiglitz, wait! I can't believe we had, uh, we we tried to warn you. But what happened to her? Son? What happened to her daughter? I you know what you tell me. Tell me what happened to her daughter. And then you find out that it was just a disturbed parent, mm-hmm. and everybody has Natalie's number apparently. And yep. then Natalie gets really upset, and she takes out on her milk and cookies. Yeah. Breaks that shit. Breaks Melissa, it. Melissa was like, nah, nah, you gotta clean that up. No, you do. When you're home alone, you gotta do that <laughs> you gotta shit. gotta clean it up. Melissa's like, shanana, get the Roomba to come out and <laughs> vacuum that shit up. Yeah. And then we cut to, what Paul. is his name? What? Who? The guy. Steve? Steve? Okay. Yeah. We cut to Steve listening to amazing 80s music. I don't Oh yeah, <laughs> and he gets he gets called to do it. Well, he gets yeah, well. We missed the, we missed the part because Paula goes to the park with her friends. Oh yeah, she oh, investigates yeah. and she finds and she, this line and she finds the alien splooge. Right the gook. Yeah, and she she starts rubbing it between her fingers. She's like ah, oh. and then she tastes it with the tip of her tongue. And she's like that mm-hmm. kind of tastes like semen, mm-hmm. like semen. 
She's Ew, like, she's like, <laughs> she's like, definitely, it's neon splooge. Yeah. Yeah. How does that gross you out? Because it was like, oh, bullshit. Know. I think it was just that you did it. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Unclean. Uh, 4.30, time for milking. Now we cut to Steve, <laughs> and he's got groceries in the car, and we know that they're groceries, because yeah. what does he have? He has a baguette and bounty. <laughs> which and, is and, the and standard like a, protocol and, and, delivery. And the top part of a, of a carrot. Yeah. The stalk sticking because out. what do we know that from? House. Yep. That is what you get delivered. Can I get them baguettes? Yep. And of course, our parents are so rich that they just get the groceries delivered to yeah. their house. So. Uh, Even though course, there is so much food there already. Right. He's got like 80 bags in the back of his little, what's it, like diesel rabbit, wherever the fuck he's got. And, um, I thought it was a van. This part, no, no, this part's he's a fucking oh, yeah, creep. delivery van. He comes into our house and he starts. Not only does he deliver but the groceries, he's putting, he's putting them it away. The fuck yeah. away. These are perishables. You want to put those away immediately. Well, Natalie's in the back swimming. Oh yeah, and she's looking. Nat- Natalie, Natalie's she's wearing real fine. the eighties bikini. John's, John's like a straight busted three. Yeah, she's she, she looking real fine. That. He <laughs> she's looking real times. fine. He's, he's like, thank God I still have a fucking VCR and I can pause this and put it in slow mo. And then. He knocks like on, I guess, her back gate or whatever, and she comes yeah, out. Yeah, he knocks on her back gate with his cock mm, real hard. He's like, that's, mm-hmm. that's my penis. He's just thumping it. He's like, you feel that wet slap? Yeah. That's, that's my dick. It's ready to go. Mm-hmm. And he goes in there. He's putting the fucking groceries away for her or whatever. She's like, you don't have to do that. And he's like, trust me, I do. Because mm-hmm. I like putting things inside things. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, no, I don't know what you're saying. And then the music in the background's like, I don't want to be alone tonight. Again. It would be a shame if we lost this love. <laughs> and he's, she's like, well, hold on. Let me give you a tip. And he's like, I can't take the tip. I can't take the tip. But listen. Just a tip. I can't take a tip, but you can take the tip. Well, she asked first. She's Just like, a little bit. See she's how She's like, how, how does my mother usually pay for this? And, he, and he's like, you don't, know. you don't want to know. Are you familiar with the term DVDA? And she's like, no, I don't know what that is. And she's like. <laughs> what is that? Is that like mother daughter porno? What is that? <laughs> and he, Melissa doesn't know. And he's like, Wait, What did you say? What did you say? DV. <laughs> so I think that belly laugh. He's, so <laughs> he's so red right now. DV. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Jesse, do you know what it is? Tell her, dude. Do you know what it is? No, I don't actually. Thank God, Jesse. <laughs> what is DVD? I don't know what it means. Double vag, double anal. What? Four dicks at once. Oh. <laughs> That's <DVD>. not healthy <laughs> for anyone. That's how his her mom usually pays for this stuff. Now with the vagina, the vagina, the vagina is resilient. No. <laughs> I mean, I've seen a woman. I've seen a woman put a pig skin in her vagina and. P- push it out. So, I mean, four yeah. dicks ain't nothing. Dear Lord. As, as Steph usually says, it's a self-cleaning device. That yeah. has we'll nothing to do with things being shoved <laughs> The vagina place. is pretty much like Superman. Like Dear if, Lord. If, if Superman was an organ, it would be the vagina. That's amazing. But anyway, so she pays for her groceries, usually with anal pleasures, but today she's going to just go to a She's like, how does my mom usually pay for this? And he's like, anal delights. Mm-hmm. But so instead of, instead of getting a tip, Steve gets really smooth all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And he forces a date on her, and she's like, fine, well, you can take me out to the movies, but no horror movies. All right, date's over. Just like Cancel. Nope. Out. Be- nope. And, and she's mm-hmm. like, because my, all my friends were just murdered. That's the only reason. Mm-hmm. Typically, then- typically, I like horror movies, but not when all my friends are killed. Yeah. 
And then Paula is caught snooping around this. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, she's investigating the splooge trail. And yeah. she gets And then caught- she just follows like drag marks. She gets caught by the police and the she's like, I'm just looking around. And the police officer's like, for what? Dead pigeons? Because mm-hmm. she finds a bunch of dead pigeons by the door of the. Uh, yeah. And she's like, yeah, I collect them and I smash them in books. And then he's like, get the hell out of here. And she runs and she goes back to her. No, p- wait, wait. Wait. She runs away like a five-year-old. Oh, my God. She Holding flails, her hat? She, she holds onto her hat and flails yeah. her other arm yeah. wildly in the air while she's running away like she's a little kid getting caught. She was... I think she studied that. She, like, prepared herself to do I that I just run. think she was annoying. That's all. Yeah, she was super annoying. She was like that fucking kid in Indiana Jones... What was the second one? It's pretty much probably why I wanted to Temple fuck. Temple of Doom, it's and pri- I hate her. It's Indy! Pro- it's probably why I wanted yeah. to fuck her so much, because she was annoying. Yeah. Just like the kid in Indiana Jones, I wanted to fuck him, too. No, you like- didn't. Don't say that. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little, little Asian, Asian boy. <laughs> what was his name? Oh, it was shit. fucking annoying, too. Oh, yeah. Meow. Was uh, it like Rewind or something? I don't know. Rewind. I think it's a, the Asian dude from Goonies. Fast forward, yeah. fast forward pause. I think yeah. that was his name. Um... <laughs> So Paula runs away and she runs up and there's a police car waiting up st- uh, up up at the top of the uh, yeah the and hill got there. The black officer fucking riding riding, riding, her, riding her bike riding yeah. her bike like overjoyed because he's like riding yeah, he's a bike so again. Happy. He's like, oh my god, I haven't done this since I was a child. Yeah, he was so happy. <laughs> he's like, you don't want to leave these things here. They make it stolen. And she's, she's like, or broke. And then he he gives her the bike and she rides off and she starts going oink oink oink, oink, oink. and then he like pretends he's gonna fucking shoot oh her. Oh my yeah. god! He's like, bitch, I'm gonna shoot you like. In her. a simpler time in the '80s, where cops could pretend to shoot children, and he's it like, was I'm cool. gonna I'm gonna shoot you like Reverse Ferguson. Yeah. Also, also his fro is like peeking yeah. out the sides of that fucking oh, dude, police he's, hat. And he's it's the real best. bad. It's and the then best. did he go back to just like reading a comic in his book? While his partner just investigated the dead pigeons he, for days. I mean, he was just chilling like a vil. Yeah. That's all. Ain't no problem with that. Yeah. I liked him. He was, As he, one does. He was, he was nice. He was full of youth. I'm assuming he died, but it's uh, never clear. Yeah. You don't know. So Paula gets back to her house where we meet her super, super old parents, as we suspected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're going out for, I guess, a date night or some mm-hmm. bullshit. Her father looks like Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. And uh, suddenly it's pitch dark. Yep. Back where Paula just was five seconds ago. Yep. And the officer bends over to pick up a sweet JFK. What is that? Like a dollar a, coin? A 50 cent piece. And he bends over and he picks it up and he's about to, he flips it and he's about, as he's about to catch it, a noose wraps around his neck and he gets hanged. He yep. get no, he gets forbugged up into the air by he, the noose. He yeah. forbuggins. Okay, I wasn't sure what happened to him. Okay. And then more synth lines play. And then Paula decides, since her parents aren't going to be home, that she's going to go back again yep. and investigate where she just was. Except this time. This she, time with a portable video unit. And in night vision. Because every single portable video unit has night vision with on crosshairs, it, as we as we know, with crosshairs like a gun. She's like, I'm gonna see what's lurking up in this piece, and then it cuts to Devin, uh, Lieutenant Devin. He's at home like snacking on tasty cakes, and he's like just listening to Natalie's like recorded tapes. And he's and he, like, he's got like a fucking like he's got a jar of like melted coconut oil, and he's just lubing up his a, day in a in a box of tissues. And you just hear. <laughs> No, that's like a deep throat happening there. No, that's like his his dick's real fat and like oily. No, a deep throat goes. Well, how does it go, Melissa? I don't know. I'm not going to. As we know from prior episodes, I do not have a gag reflex, so we don't know what that sounds like. She doesn't like. choke. She just goes, uh, when Melissa's going to be BJ, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, it's very silent. Ghosts. <laughs> she's like do you want a ghost beach <laughs> alex never knows when it's gonna happen he's like is it happening right now i don't know 
He's asleep. He never even knows. And she's like, Alex, what's in the box? And he's like, I don't know. I've never seen seven. All right, guys. Let's get back on show. Is this where he calls his friend? For this no is when Paula witnesses the creature. Oh, yeah. So that shows all the freaking neonics coming out of the place, and it shows the one creature fucking trips and falls in a puddle. Okay. And its hand dissolves like, instantaneously. Okay. Yeah, his hand dissolves, and then all of a sudden it's lightning. And then it starts raining, and all the the neon maniacs well, retreat. Well, well no, okay. he, the, the one that trips, he like looks over and actually sees her in the bushes filming. He does, and then that's when the lightning crashes. And she, as soon as she sees it, that the one mutant sees her, she gets up and starts running away. Yeah. And basically, this is when I thought that Paula was Storm from X Men. And I did not recognize. Amazing intro. Why don't they have that for the movies? John, John, it's the best fucking intro ever. And I don't like Power Rangers, but Power Rangers intro also amazing. Yeah, this is true. Also, do you know I was in that? Where are you? The floaty, the the floaty head in the. Oh yeah, Zordon. Zordon. That's right. Because I wanted you to be photoshopped into our old photos as him. John Old Sutherland, aka Zordon. Yeah, but I missed, I did John is the Asian Zordon. Did not recognize that that guy that fell in the puddle was one of the maniacs, and I thought it was like acid-filled cop that they just like threw the body out at her. <laughs> like, I didn't know what Melissa wasn't paying attention. I need to be in the room dude, when you're watching these fucking Melissa movies. Melissa so like, so like, I wasn't paying attention at this point. <laughs> Melissa mentally checked out. I was like, All She right. was on the iPad at this point. I so, was. So Paula runs away. And you're, you're assuming that the other, the black cop dies yeah. where he's gone. And Paula races home to check what she's recorded on her camera, but like a dumb bitch, she got nothing. It's, I just assumed it was like their paranormal activity exactly. blocking shit from being recorded. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. And that's what she starts doing. She starts, this is, all right, this bitch, this, all right, real quick. It cuts to Steven and Natalie getting on the subway because they're going to go to the movies because the van broke down inexplicably. Right, yeah. It's not my fault. But then See? it cuts, all right, so then it cuts back to Paula who is making a fucking list of protection against yes. supernatural, a.k.a. Su- protection against vampires, because she writes down garlic, yep. crucifix, and mirrors. Nah, dude, that's for vampires. Oh, mirrors. You just fucking... <laughs> She's also writing with a giant fucking shark. Yeah, I thought she wrote microbes. I was so confused. But you, but you just fucking saw what kills these things is yeah. water, you stupid asshole. I thought she did write I don't water think down. She, I, don't think she underst- I don't think she knew what she was seeing at the time because she runs away just as the rain starts and they all get, start getting smoky. If you don't know what you're saying, you're stupid right, bitch. whatever. She is a stupid bitch. And then, so then it cuts back to the fucking goddamn subway, and it shows, yeah. oh, this part's the best, it shows the maniacs entering the fucking turnstile. Yes. Like, Beast Man, Ape Man dude jumps over it, and then Samurai comes up to the turnstile, and he's about to cut it, but then Electro Maniac's like, no, 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 no. And he goes like, and the turnstile starts fucking, it, just starts, going crazy. it starts spinning, and then the subway worker that looks like Paul McCartney, he's like watching, he's just like disgusted, and he says to them, one of these days, we're going to clean up the streets of scum like you. And he spits. That spit on the ground. In his head. All this happens. You know that happened. All right. Okay. So, moving on. And then... <laughs> and then we go to Natalie. <laughs> Natalie and Steve hanging out. And then Natalie's like, I see feathers. 
I saw feathers. Because the no, no, because no, the, on, before that happens, Natalie's like, "How's our timing?" And Creeper Steve's oh, yeah. like, "Timing's great. Now we have more time to be alone." And he's looking at her, and they and they peck a little. And he, yeah. he's he's he. This is what he's doing. He's looking at her, and he's itching his like around his like butt, and he puts his fingers up to his nose, and he goes, mm-hmm. "We have more time to be alone." Yeah. But she's like, I see feathers. They were they were brightly colored. And then she says, and Steve's like, maybe it's a peacock. I feel very vulnerable. Oh my god, she does say so that. Kiss, so kiss me. So kiss me. She she does. She's like, I feel very vulnerable right now. And then Steve's like, Steve basically does what Lisa does to Jesse in Freddy's Revenge. Tell me what's wrong, Jesse. Tell me what's wrong. Do you want to make out? Oh, let's make out right now. She's like, I feel very vulnerable right now. And Steve's like, he's looking at her, and then he looks at three fingers, and then he looks at her. And he looks at three fingers, and he's like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you hear like, that's his three fingers going in somewhere. So you mentioned your mom like DVDA, but do you like DVDA? Do you know what that is, little girl? She's like, I like TVA. I miss Steph. Melissa's <laughs> well, like, where is she? <laughs> These Stephanie! Guys. Belize! <laughs> There's too much testosterone. So she sees feathers, which... Belong to the Native Indian. American maniac. I guess. Who, I, I, who, who, who was, looks, I think at one he point looks really he was... No, 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 John. He was, I thought he was black at one John. point and then was white. At no time in this movie do they say Native American. Mm-mm. We both know that it's a fucking goddamn Indian. That's what they said. Let's be politically correct and say Indian. So... This is how bad porn starts, by the way, when she's like, I feel very vulnerable. I'm waiting for, like, the slap face to go. Yeah. Also, when he was delivering the groceries, that was also, like, a classic I don't have, uh, how can I repay you? Well. And then next thing you know. And then the mom walks in and goes, well, she's my stepdaughter. I got to teach her how this is done. And then. I got to show you how adult things happen. <laughs> and that's how you take it to the base. Oh my! <laughs> and, uh, and then so they get uh, on, they get on the subway car because the maniacs and, show and, up. And uh, this is the finally the point where they go. Why don't we see anybody else around? Because yeah. everyone's every- watching Destiny or every- what was it? Dynasty. Dynasty. Everybody's playing Destiny. Everybody's, everybody's playing, playing Destiny. Destiny. Everybody's playing now. Destiny with Alex. Yeah, but it was <laughs> Dynasty. And then oh, and then they're like, well, the train conductor still here. Engineer. The engineer. Yeah. And that's when the engineer gets his fucking Dead. head crushed. Dead by like S and M electrocution. Dude, exactly. Right? He like holds his brain and electrocutes him. Yeah. As one does. And then the tomahawk maniac Indian. And the samurai are chasing no, and the no, beast Ape Man, guy. Ape Man, yeah. Beast guy. They're chasing him and they're chasing him to the front of the train mm-hmm. and the tomahawk like launches his spear and it hits mm-hmm. the wall. And then Steve uses and his then belt. The, and then yeah. the, the electric uh maniac takes control of the train. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing. This he's, is just, happening. He's, just, yeah. Yeah. he's just like pressing buttons on a really things. shitty looking control panel. And I'm like, God damn it, you goddamn dirt. You don't know what you're doing. And Com- then, you don't know what you're doing, this so, complex machine. So their solution is to run to the front of the car mm-hmm. and Eventually, the samurai maniac comes out in front of them. So they're basically between all three of the maniacs. Every time they show the samurai maniac, you could see that freaking Wishmaster dude underneath the makeup. Mm-hmm. It's funny. No, he's, he plays Doc. He's, he plays samurai, too. Does, does he really? Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Huh. And then she's just like, why are they after me? Is this ever going to end? So they start like closing in on them from both sides. And as Melissa said, she says that. And then they get backed up towards a door. And then you get this really weird video game noise, mm-hmm. and it yeah. says over speed in the conductor's car. And it's like emergency brakes. And mm-hmm. then another video game noise, and then 
the emergency brakes kick on mm-hmm. and then the car so it comes to a sudden stop and they just fall out of the train car and mm-hmm. run away. Roll. Yeah, they, they they run away out of the train, they go up to you know the, the bus gra- stop the bus stop and they catch a bus and they run and sit down by the window or whatever. Yep. And two seconds after they sit, the tomahawk dude reaches in yep. and grabs Steve and Natalie just forces the window closed and it severs the arm off. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which starts the smoke and right. shit. Mm-hmm. And Steve goes to toss the arm outside the the fucking window and it grabs him and starts like but really it's the actor grabbing the arm to yeah. keep it on him right and it finally falls outside and there's like this old guy in pink slippers in the bathroom walking his dog and he's oh, like yeah. that's it we gotta move out of this neighborhood mm-hmm. Elmo I've had enough and then the bus driver's yelling at him. This is the best because it's a terrible overdub again. Yeah. It shows the back of the bus driver mm-hmm. who never turns around you never see his mouth move it's right. like the back of the bus driver's head and it's like hey kids can't you read no smoking. Jeez. Mm-hmm. It sounds and like... Then they, and then they cut to a random shot of the, of the electric maniac still driving, driving the subway car. He just likes being an engineer. He's, like, he's rethinking his well, life. Well, every time they show him, he's like... He's Have really fun. into it. He's like, yeah. he's like just bouncing around and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, we got extra footage we got to put in here somewhere, so let's yeah. put it right here. This is probably the best, um, in my opinion, the best special effects part of the movie. Uh, when Paula is attacked by that monster while she's at home sleeping. And she... You skipped the part, bro. Right? Right, 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 right. You, you skipped an amazing part. Right, Lieutenant right. Devin goes and calls one of his detectives up yeah. who's sleeping oh, naked yeah. in his bed and his blanket is just covering his naughty bits. Yeah. And he's trying to like really like get into the pose, the man pose while he's on the phone. And Jessup reaches for a cookie while this is going on because talking about naked men in bed really gets his hunger mm-hmm. going. But he wants mm. a tail. The guy wants a tail on the girl. I want you to start tailing the Lawrence girl. And then he also says that they, the forensics came back and they don't know what to make of the Neon mm-hmm. Maniac splooge. And the guy's like, do you think she's the link? What the fuck is she the link she to? She was the last surviving member of the massacre that yeah. happened in the park, you fucking goddamn idiot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we get to the scene where Paul is trying to sleep in her bedroom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and the monster starts coming. Now, is this the monster that fell in front of her and saw her? I don't or? know which one this was. You remember which one it was? Which maniac it was yeah. in the scene? She mm-hmm. holds up a cross, like, she's, like she sees the maniac mm-hmm. and while she's laying in bed, and she starts reaching for something. You don't know what she's reaching for. And then she finds a cross uh, in her blankets, and she pulls up the cross, and obviously mm-hmm. that fucking does nothing. Nothing. And then she scrambles for what looks like a ray gun, but it's actually a squirt gun mm-hmm. full of water. Bingo. A, and then she I'm shoots him straight in the water? face. I don't know. We don't yeah. know that. There's no scene. There's no scene, like, in all the other fucking yeah. movies of her getting she- holy water. Pulls out a bucket. She has a bucket of water by her bed. It's her piss bucket. (laughs) Which I mean, like, I guess she did put the pieces together. That's the only reason there would be a bucket of water. But that's the only possible way. Prior Mm -hmm. to this. Yeah. So she throws the bucket of water on him and then he falls backwards into a tub mm-hmm. and then she turns on the water and this part's the best. Dissolves him into a black. This is the coolest fucking part of the whole movie. But what she got around her neck? Garlic. A, yes. rope, a rope of garlic, Steph. Got the garlic. A rope of garlic. It's like straight up. That's bucket. how it grows. It's like Lost Boys yep. all over again. That's how it grows, Steph. Mm-hmm. It's like a fucking rope of garlic around the neck, and the fucking dude falls in the tub. Mm-hmm. It's Lost Boys, bro. And then she turns on the shower. Mm-hmm. And that dude melts, and he starts smoking, and it leaves like his bones in there, like black smoking bones. I like mm-hmm. this part. It's fucking, and Paula makes a it's weird fucking face here. Because she's she more, makes, she makes a like face. she does it every nah. time they die. She it's like, like a horny face. Yeah, it's she weird. like she's it's like, like oh, monsters. She's, please, she's, I like monsters. No, this is what she says. You guys didn't hear. She's like, is anybody else's clit throbbing? And she looks around. 
And then you hear like a pop, you hear like <laughs> yeah, just like Melissa, she's like ah, you, you into hear, the mic. You hear like because that's her that's her pulse. Her I pul- thought that was the opening the the thing again. No, nah, it was yeah. uh, it's her pul- it's her pulse coming from her clitoris. Oh, okay, a- oh, okay, aka where can you check the pulse through the clitoris? I've never tried. It's yeah, you can. Melissa, you, you have to wait until you have to wait until it's fully engorged. Oh, okay, and you have to slap it a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to get it really really engorged you have to get it engorged to a melissa mccarthy th- are you just level. trying to reach like what the word limit is to engorge yeah no i'm trying to think of another word for engorged but all i can keep thinking of is, is engorged and biggened no engorged inflamed member when in when in when engorgement it's maximum potential maximum engorgement that's when you can just pr- you pressure you pressure thumb on it like it's like a, like it's like it's a pound of chewed up bubblicious and then you can take it. <laughs> God. Jesus. Steph, are yeah. you okay? <laughs> Steph's like, I can't walk. <laughs> <laughs> my clitoris is engorged. I hate it when he makes me take my pulse that way. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, it's all right. Do- Steph- Nurse, did you take the pulse? Yeah, I took his pulse. It's it was 60 BPM. Yeah. Did you take the clitoris pulse? Oh, that was 90 BPM. She'll, I mean, she'll never listen to the episode because she doesn't do it. So mm. she no- she'll never know it even happened. Mm. All right, so yeah. so we, we the next morning, uh, Steve apparently sleeps over Natalie's after yeah. their date. Little yeah, did they bang or what happened? No, they slept no. on separate love seats, separate couches across yeah. from each other. Um, and then what's Natalie make them? So Steve's blue what's, ball. What's, what's what's Natalie make them? Eggs, bacon and eggs, sunny side up eggs with yeah. the yolk. It's disgusting. Gotta have the yolk. But but Steve's like. Shanana, don't like that yolk. That's I'm gonna good. go get take a shower. Well, he pretended he wasn't hungry, but really he saw that and he's like, "Oh damn, bitch, you eat fucking yolk." <laughs> he's like, he's like, only people that eat yolk are fucking people that live in the depression, right? And so Paula finally decides to sneak over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Finds Natalie's house, and uh, the detectives there. Now he's fully clothed and he's eating some black licorice in his car, as one does when they're going to stake out. Apparently, <laughs> does he eat black licorice? <laughs> I miss that. Paula yeah. tells um. She tells them, she like gets in there and she tells them you have to use water to kill them. Mm-hmm. Well, first, uh, uh, first, Natalie doesn't want to let her in, nope. and like Steve kind of convinces her to let her in. Finally, yeah. she's I've like, seen "I've them seen too. them. I've seen them. I know what they look like. Please let me in. Look at my Nostromo hat. I know what I'm talking about." Well, it goes really quickly from her letting them in to to Paula taking them to like the outside of the neon yeah. maniac lair, right? And then they fucking just formulate a plan. Steve's yeah. like, well, if we get a bunch of squirt guns to kids at the Battle of the Bands. He just wanted her to see him yeah, in I'm, the band. I was like, say That was what? where it was. That came this out is, of fucking nowhere. Yeah, right. Is this the first mention of the dance in the entire yes. fucking... The first mention. Yes. And why did they just, I don't know, set Guys. up some fucking buckets above the goddamn thing and no. that would have killed them right there they, done what well they could have just did what fucking why, paul ended up doing why with the fucking yeah. why didn't they end this movie after the park massacre scene i would have been fine why didn't they end this yeah. movie after the after intro, the dance at the intro credits <laughs> i would have been fine with that too <laughs> no. but uh like no no the intro of like just the voiceover of the then, neon maniacs and then the end and then <laughs> credits <laughs> what did i just watch yeah <laughs> i'd have paid 15 dollars for this shit <laughs> i would have been like this yeah. best movie ever made what's the name of the dance the Battle of the Bands. No, what's the name of the dance? The Battle of the Throbbing Clit. The Golden High Freak Frolic. Ah, I fucking missed that. No, well, now that explains uh, why they were fucking wearing. Up. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't like, figure out like, why. Basically, like it's Halloween, but yeah. it's, yeah. A cost- it's a costume event, which they don't but, even tell you. They don't tell yeah. you then either. Steve's just like, wait, there's a band show tonight. Yeah. So let's give everyone squirt guns. And then they're just handing them out to people. 
but you never see any of the squirt no, guns no, 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 no. at any point. And then based on that one scene where we saw Steve practicing his guitar in his bedroom, yeah. mm-hmm. Steve is in a band. He's the lead singer. First of oh, all, the outlaws. Oh, the outlaws. Oh my god! And they're playing against another band called Jaded. Yes, but let's just say the dubbing. Steve's band is the fucking worst. Yeah. It's like a Journey Survivor fucking knockoff. It's mm-hmm. like Journey Survivor low tier. The cars like some kind of bullshit right. crap. Yeah. Uh, it's terrible, Here, terrible, terrible cock rock. Here's terrible, some amazing terrible. lyrics. Did you write them down? Yes, please. Let me ruin your evening, this stranger said to me. Is that what he said? Yeah. (laughs) And then it's like, baby lied, baby lied. (laughs) Oh, my God. I think the Neon Maniacs can sense terrible cock rock. That's what it was. And they want to seek it out and destroy it. Yeah. Because it shows, like, as Steve's band's playing, like, 20 creatures stumble out, and they start, like, walking towards the fucking Battle of Bands, because they're just like, enough is enough with this cock rock. And there's a sign by it the- It needs to fucking and, and, end. And there's a sign by the side of the road that says, Golden High, five miles. Oh, I missed It says that. cock rock no, I'm just fucking it up. Okay. <laughs> that was a clear, Killer Clowns Killer Clowns, yeah. exactly. And then the lights go out, and Jaded comes on. Yeah, well, you think it's gonna be, like, you think when the lights yeah. go out that the fucking Neon Maniacs have arrived, yeah. but nah, it's just fucking it's Jaded. Sh- it's just the lead singer from Jaded hitting himself with a whip yeah. repeatedly. And it's, like, poor man's David Lee Roth, yeah, basically. it's 100%. It's like David Lee Roth mixed with, like, shitty Motley Crue, right. like, hair metal. And, and they say they say we had enough about six hundred times yeah. until I've had enough of them saying we yeah. had enough. <laughs> the singer has a guitar, but yeah. he like, never fucking yeah. uses it. It's just like no. hanging by his side. He's, no, he's got to crack that whip every five seconds. Terrible lip syncing, like oh, between yeah. him and Steve, it just like the lip syncing is, and it it kind of reminded me a little bit of Trick or Treat, just because yeah, of, like yeah, uh, yeah, why yeah. again is there like a rock and roll concert that all this shit's gonna go down? But at the same time, Trick or Treat's way more cohesive. It, it is <laughs> better. <laughs> it is way. And better. And then we finally have our first uh, shot of Soldier Maniac, and he dives, he he barrels through a window. Yeah, and, and the comes doctor. Up with his gun. Oh my god! And the, the doc is like, I'm gonna use ether. The doctor ether. Is- Etha, it's the worst fucking. It looks like a shitty goddamn like doctor costume you get at like yeah. spi- right. Spirit Halloween for it's, like it for was, like nine ninety nine. It was a sexy costume that they converted over yeah, into a regular exactly. doctor costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he actually, sneaks uh, up on the security guard. Right. And I was like, oh, that's all he's gonna do. That's okay. Did you guys know anything about the security guard? He's fat. He was watching a show. He was watching a show. Oh, his eyebrows. I did write that, John. Oh, big John. John eyebrows. Dude, John, this is John. I can show you my notes right now, but this is what I wrote. Doctor used, I wrote chloroform on security Roger Ebert, a.k.a. <laughs> AKA John eyebrows. Dude, look, look, look. Oh, <laughs> and he starts, at, and when the dude's knocked out, he starts fucking like operating on yeah. him and he cuts out his fucking heart. heart yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. So Jaden finally finishes her We Had Enough song because everybody had had enough. And the YMCA biker fucking uh, maniac drives through the door mm-hmm. as Steve's band's going on again. And uh, Natalie decides to wander the school by herself. Well, no, no. This, hold on. I got to say real quick. When the y- I think the YMCA biker was really pissed off because Steve's band had a fucking saxophone player. Oh, my God. The sax. That was wearing sunglasses at night. I yeah. wear my stuff. And this is when they start playing that other, that song I did from the intro. So many changing faces to love. Uh, so many changing faces to love. Yeah, hold on. But when Steve's band, all right, guys, I'm going to speak from experience here because I don't know what your guys' life was like, but I went to many a battle of the bands 
Mm-mm. And in and in not a one battle of bands was there fucking people slow dancing. There's people fucking no. they're, they're slow dancing to fucking Steve's next song where with right. the, with the sax player. Well, I mean that is and what, what you I, would do to that song, but yeah, that's not. A song but at a battle, battle of bands, bands, I say shan. No, nah, shan. Yeah, I say shan shan. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. And then the maniacs, they 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 fucking straight up they have infiltrated, much like John has infiltrated this podcast today hosting. <laughs> they have infiltrated the fucking goddamn battle of the bands because they're they're in there. Yeah. They're 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 mingling with people yeah. and right. nobody knows they're there because they think that these guys have elaborate costumes. Mm-hmm. And there's also the the shot of the girl drinking beer mm-hmm. at this supposedly school dance. Right. The senorita that wants right. to dance it, with right. one of the maniacs. It makes a lot of no sense. No sense whatsoever. Well, even Paula's drinking. She's like sitting up yeah. in the fucking like amp right. and she's drinking. And I right? liked the part where Steve explains to her how the amp works. He's like, well, this is where the sound comes out, but it's just going to do that. You don't need to do anything. It's you like, pl- oh, okay. You plug your guitar in here and then the sound comes out from here and people, they start bobbing their yeah. heads. So so Paula's the first one to kind of notice that. And she's so. dressed as a vampire. But first of all, her terrible isn't vampire Paula outfit. in like middle school? Why yeah. is she drinking beer? I Why? missed that part. We I never see, see like I said before, we never see any adults. Well, she has, she, I mean, to be fair, she's drinking something out of a can. What it is, I don't know, but mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's beer. It's, it's just, I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, then Paula sees Paula's sitting on top of the fucking amp, like the amp higher up, and she sees yeah. she sees the fucking Native American maniac, and she mm-hmm. starts screaming at fucking Natalie, the Indian, and Natalie's acting like Natalie, a fucking dumbass, the Indian, yeah. and Natalie is just kind of annoyed because she's like, they're Native Americans. I don't want to acknowledge her calling them Indians. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually she looks back and she sees it and she tells Steve who's like pissed and Steve's about to tell warn, like, the, warn the entire crowd he's about to warn the entire crowd yeah. and fucking goddamn army army dude comes in and he starts ramboing the fuck yeah. out of everybody so this is the pyrotechnics yeah but he doesn't hit anybody he's like blickety blickety blah and then finally the now fully clothed detective not e- eating licorice detective mm-hmm. he comes outside. In, yeah. He hears the gunshots and he yeah. finally decides to get off his ass and investigate. Well, this yeah. part on, but this part's the best when the gu- when the fucking goddamn army dude comes in and starts shooting everybody. Steve's like, "This is what he says. This is what Steve says. Everyone, it's okay. Use your squirt guns. Come on, this is no joke. Yeah, dude. If somebody comes in a room <laughs> yeah. and they're shooting you with a fucking gun, real, real gun, yeah. you're not gonna attempt to use your squirt gun against yeah. them. Right? right? That's just that's what a normal person yeah. would do. They would not try to do that. But then, okay, so the the detective came in and he trips over the cyclops lizard. Well, right. he, and he's like, well, the yeah, and he's like looking at the cyclops guy like yeah. he's like, huh? he's like, is this a student? He's like, should I murder huh? him? He's like, maybe me and this dude will be friends. Yeah. Are you are you a cyclops or and are you a lizard? Like, what are you trying to be? Yeah, the doc is like shenan now with your looking. Yeah, and just slices that ball slices that ball's throat. And this is when Paula starts. This is when she starts getting her. Well, all the students, the uh, the axe maniac starts swinging his axe around, and the students. No, it's not. It's Steve and. Poor man's glazer. Yep. Tackle axe maniac. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then the samurai stalks two people that are holding hands. Mm-hmm. Cuts their hands. And cuts the one dude's hand off. And right. she's yeah. like still holding a and hand. And the chick like that had been dancing with the hangman or whatever his fucking name was, she gets deuced. Yeah, she gets an axe to the, or she gets an arrow to the back. This of the part's head. the yeah. best though. When Paula grabs the fire hose finally and she yeah. fucking decapitates decapitator maniac as he's about to take out Gene and Steve with mm-hmm. the fucking axe. 
She shoots him in the head with the and fucking, just pops and off. his head just falls off. His head yeah. just fribuggins off. It fucking just falls. It was the fuck probably off. just like the reused mannequin from the blowjob scene. Like honestly, oh, probably one hundred percent was absolute. Probably yep. absolute. And juicy slime and like ricotta cheese just starts fucking globbing yep. out of that dude's head. And, and Paul is making weird faces again. She's like, oh my god, it's so engorged. It's my Ripley face. She's mm. like, do you know what Paul, what, what Melissa McCarthy's looks like? Because mine just became that. You were going to say Paul McCartney, were you? Does she know what Paul McCartney's <laughs> clit looks like? <laughs> <laughs> Strawberry fields forever. No, I know. No, 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 Don't no. you ruin the Beatles for me, Jessup. <laughs> I love them. I love them with every little part of my Helter basic heart. Helter Skelter. Near, 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 near. Throbbing Paul McCartney clit. Near, 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 near. <laughs> oh, my God. I prefer golden slumbers. But She's going to set fire me. to this basement <laughs> yeah. after you leave. Like, memory's ruined. Don't desecrate them. Anyway. So then the uh, soldier gets sprayed next. Yep. Soldier. And then they, and des- then they is- decide to leave Paula behind because she's taking care of yeah. things she herself. She can take care of things herself. But th- is this To where- get the phone in the principal's office where it's a school where I assume dude, that there's a phone in every yeah. single classroom. But is this where the samurai gets hooked? Yeah, 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 it's a random fight scene, yeah, between the two. It it was like he was taking him out of there to protect, I don't know what was happening. I didn't understand either, dude. Yeah, so the Cyclops, Godzilla, attacks Samurai and just pulls pulls him out. If you're you're keeping score, it's Paula 3, Maniac 0. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Steve sets a trap with a fire hose on the stairs, and he kills the electric maniac as he he tries to go up the stairs with Mm -hmm. the water. And then Noose and the albino weird animal maniac decide to stalk them mm-hmm. and um but nothing they, ever becomes they lock they, nope. they they go into a chemistry room supply room yep and they lock a door steve's and that's like, that's good uh, enough for the noose maniac yeah. to go i give up steve's like i won't let anything ha- happen to you and now he's like i know that's why i like you <laughs> it's so weird and then they start <laughs> But like honestly, this making out. Does he get to the all the way to home base? Nah, I think no. they just dry hump until his fucking Steve's dick just well, becomes like, a big scab. This is the <laughs> like a little Jess up. Like this is where the movie should have ended. Like this is where like everything should have happened here. All of the maniacs should have fucking died. Yeah. at the school right. dance. Yeah, anything to come after this yeah. should not have fucking happened. This made the most sense for this movie to end here. Well, it didn't make any sense because they were said they were going to go to the principal's office to call yeah. somebody, but then they just went to the and like, it was locked and they and lo- they, they locked it and then you think something's going to happen. Yeah, but then nothing happens. And the one maniac just starts beating on some lockers. Right. He's so mad. He's just like, He's like God right. damn it. And when's this, we, no, no. The, the, he's like, when's this movie going to end? All right, I got to say something real quick. This is when Devin comes back into the picture, and the next scene is Devin. Right. Mm-hmm. He's interrogating Paula, Natalie, yep. and Steve as a shitload of parents are like storming the police mm-hmm. station looking for their kids. And Devin is talking to them, and he's like, listen, I've only been in this movie for two minutes. You may have thought I'd played an important role in this movie. Well, I've only got eight more minutes of running time to close this case, so let's make it quick. Yeah, and he starts like listing off the things so, that they've told him. I want to. I yeah. Right. Yeah. Now let me get this straight. You're telling me these things are inside the Golden Gate Bridge. One, mm-hmm. two, that they only come out at night, and three, that they're responsible for the death of fifty or more kids. Fifty. 
15. And three of my police officers. Dude, what the fuck How are many, you doing with your goddamn life? They he's, killed he's, so many people. He's, he's smoking cigars. How is the town not lynching you and right now say, for being the most incompetent kid? That the kids told him this. Yeah. However, the kids did not tell them the most crucial piece of the of whatever of how to get fucking rid of these maniacs apparently they never said the water thing even though in the next scene well he calls the mayor's office and you're led to believe that they tell him that because he brings the fire department with them and a bunch of cop cars Mm -hmm. and all the cops have fucking water guns but no god what do they do they open up they get out of their cars they're rolling four deep in these cars they get out of the cars they open up the trunk and they have these little tiny little baby water squirt guns Mm -hmm. that they could have just been holding the entire time yeah you don't Mm -hmm. need to put them in the trunk guys they're locked and loaded john you can never be too careful we gotta store them we gotta store them in separate compartments yeah because it looks cooler and they go into the golden gate they, they probably opened the iron area. door where they saw the maniacs <laughs> come out. That's <laughs> what it is. All of their old cars. That's <laughs> what it is. Pretty much, there. dude. They're yeah. like, do you want to? Do you want to set the scene up? Do you want to put anything in back in here? No, we're gonna leave well, it here, exactly right. as it is. Let, let's like, yeah, but let's uh, let let's set the scene. They go, Devin. They arrive with like a fucking fire truck and a mm-hmm. bunch of police. They go in there, right? I'm like, they're now, gonna do this. Listen, right. this movie's gonna end awesome. Exactly. You're going in there to look for killers, so you're gonna be a little thorough with looking around. Yep. No, this is what they do. They walk in there. They don't see anything. Hold on, hold on. The As one black cop is just saying his, shit. The running whole his time. goddamn mouth. He's like, "Cut it out, Anderson." Yeah. yeah. But anyway, has Devin been thorough at all up to this point no, no, to no, lead no, you no. believe that he would be no. thorough now? No. But so, I thought somebody would. Uh, yeah. No. There were Who? so many people there that could have been Who? thorough. <laughs> they walk in there and they're just like they look. They look at everything that's in plain sight, and they're just like, nope, nothing. He's like, how many minutes are left in this movie? Do I have enough time to light uh, another cigar? Four minutes. Four minutes. All right. Time. All right. I have time for a cigar. So everybody leaves, and Devin's still there, and he's like, I can't believe these kids. They fucking lied yeah, to me, blah, blah. He's pissed. He, he goes back into like the, the little lair, and he sees something in like the back of a truck. Mm-hmm. And it's like he, an ambulance. It's like a 1940s. Yeah, it's like a delivery, like a milk yeah. truck or something. Something like a UPS truck, some kind of bullshit. And he sees something moving in oh, there. Light. And he opens up the back of the fucking goddamn thing, and the reptile with the uh, meat, with cyclops the meat, hook. yeah. meat hooks him and pulls him in. Mm-hmm. And then the best part evs, John. The best part evs. Can't rain all days. This is what <laughs> Steve. Steve's like. Hey, kid, you still have your square gun? Yeah. Keep it. Can't rain every days. All right. Can't rain all the times. Is that what he said? I missed that part. Where no, he just says the. I know that's the crow thing. Listen, are you a part of this no. podcast? What did he say after the whole he's, like? Do you have your squirt gun? He like, says something. The rain's got to stop sometime. This, this rain won't last forever. Yeah, something like that. Are you lying right now? What no, that's, that's, what that's what he says. Okay, keep, yeah. keep it. This rain won't last forever. Okay, so, so that he does say something about rain. Okay. Basically, Finn. The Crow is a sequel to this movie. Yeah, Spookies. This- Spookies is a prequel. Then this is the second movie, and then yeah. and then Crow is the threequel. This ending, I was so bad. It was. It was. It was it terrible. Was- yeah, it, was it makes my dick no went flaccid. Fucking, I was sense. so pissed off well, about the ending. I think that like people who made this were like, this is going to be like Nightbreed. And it's going to be a franchise. And I think that's probably what the intention was. And yeah, it's, and, it's, and it's going to be the best. Yeah, yeah. If they were lining it up for a sequel. Sure, but like, all right, <sighs> you guys ready for the parents' guide? Yeah, yeah let's hear it. <clears throat> parents' guide under sex and nudity. Yep. Some couples make out during this scene. A girl is seen topless with really bad areola, and another girl performs oral sex on her boyfriend. <laughs> Violence and gore. 
a variety of violence, including dismemberment, lopped off limbs, a decapitation, and etc. Some hangings, a broken leg, ow, slashing, and others. Others. When the maniacs are exposed to water, they tend to melt and spurt gooey bile and slime. The violence is pretty frequent, but not too graphic. M. Night Shyamalan saw this movie, and he's like, I got this movie about aliens that come to our world, and mm-hmm. they're killed, but I don't know how to kill them. And then his friend is like, yo, listen, I'm going to come over tonight. We're going to drink a couple beers, and we're going to watch this movie called Neon Maniacs. And he's like, that's it! Water! And then he wrote the ending of Signs. H2O's! H2 is... You're, you're reaching. Anyway. Profanity, very mild. Alcohol, drugs, and smoking. Profanity, very mild. They showed a full-on breast assist and fucking goddamn deep-throating. That's Prof- Profanity. Profanity, Jessup, is what I just said. That's profanity. Profanity's cursing, Jessup. But that's profane, is it not? Is not, is not deep-throating profane? Alcohol, drugs, and smoking. Brief dr- drinking and pot smoking. I don't remember pot smoking. I don't remember that either. Right. Frightening and intense scenes. N- none. The movie isn't <laughs> too intense, but there's a few creepy moments a here and there. And perhaps a little everywhere. Mm. Perhaps, so what, do you, what do you guys think this got on the I'm the best? Uh, uh, Probably a five. 4.6. Hmm. That's pretty on point for me, at least. All right, so I want to start with Melissa. Melissa, what did you give this movie? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was so... <laughs> <laughs> Melissa's like, when are we going to watch a good thing? In Wookiee. Well, okay. It's like when Melissa saw the person with the, the thumb fingers. That was Melissa the whole time watching this movie. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I hate this movie. I wanted to like it. I wanted shit to happen. And then the ending just fucking ruined everything for me. Like, if that. They had just ended it when it needed to end. It would have been fine. I don't know. I'm going to give it a two. I don't even know if it deserves that. I'm so mad at it. But I know later, as I do, I will think back on the movie and be like, oh, it wasn't that bad. And mm-hmm. I'll give it like a three. Yeah. But right now. <laughs> I'll be generous as shit with it. But right now, oh, shit. I hate it. I, uh, I like the maniacs, I guess. I just wish. They had developed those characters a little bit better. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I'll go next. I, I'm i giving this a three. And I was so hyped for this movie because the way you were like, John, it's spookies. And I'm like, all right, creature feature. This is awesome. But they did the inverse of spookies for me where they had too much character development with fucking Steve and Natalie and mm-hmm. not enough of the maniacs. Yep. Like, I was hyped. I watched it. Tra- as soon as we got done talking about this, I, I watched the trailer. And in the trailer, they're like, they they feature the maniacs yeah, they more than them anything. All. Yeah, they name them all. So I'm like, all right, cool, man. This is going to be nothing about the maniacs. The movie's called the Neon Maniacs. This is going to be awesome. So I get into the movie, and I think everything goes off the rails after the massacre scene in the park because in the beginning, yep. like you, you see the trading cards, and I'm like, oh man, they're going to feature these things. This is going to be great. And then the maniacs kill everybody in the park, and they're all doing their little special abilities. And then after that, it's just Natalie and Steve trying to get laid. Yeah. And getting cock blocked by the neon maniacs, and that's what kind of ruined it for me. Mm. Whereas Spookies did it the opposite way; it was little character exposition and just John straight up fucking killing. I'll tell you right now, you're reaching. I'm and not that, reaching, and, and that's because you have a, a love for Spookies, but they're on the same level. 
Ultimately. Yeah, Spookies is terrible. It is. I think the I think no. I think the creature was a seven. I think the I think the creature. I will say yes, and I will say the creature design in Spookies. Okay, yeah, is way better. than the Neon Maniacs. I'll agree with you on that. Yes. Right. And that's why that I rate Spooky's better. And he's got his Bernie but Sanders I didn't like, hand I didn't up. Like, I didn't like the Neon Maniacs. I think there was a couple that like really stood out, but the rest of them they were kind of like fucking derpy looking. Yeah. They weren't like, in, oh, like all, scary. It's all over the place. Yeah, yeah they yeah. weren't scary. So There I was don't too know. many Neon Maniacs. This is, right. If they had like three, they would have been This fine. is what I'll say. So it's tres. But this is the first time I've seen this movie. I don't have any yeah, nostalgia. Same. I don't this, have any nostalgia like I, I do with Spooky's. I don't have a... I'm, all right. I saw this movie when I was younger, so I don't really have tons of nostalgia for it because I didn't see it many times, but I did see it when I was younger. But the thing for me about this movie is this, all right, now this is not a good movie. I'm not going to like argue and say it's a good movie, but it's one of those movies where as someone who has like digged through fucking so many horror movies, Mm -hmm. this is the kind of movie that, you know, you see, you you stumble upon a lot of horror movies and you watch a lot of junk as I have and you stumble upon a movie like this and you're just like, this is why. I watch all this fucking garbage because you come across something like this that's right. so fucking like, and it's terrible by all accounts, but it's something like about it that's just like the fact that it exists makes me very happy because it's just fucking weird. It, it's it's absurd how strange this movie is. No, it's and, definitely, you're absolutely right. It's and, eccentric. It makes and sense. It, if you give that background, it makes sense. And it like, yeah. it, or, and, I, and I also put it into context like, shit like this is not made today like at no. all it's not done it's people don't attempt to make things like this anymore and if they do it's trying to be like a, it's trying to be throwbacky whereas this was well, tr- this was trying to be something and it didn't work out there's, for them there's a weird there's a weird sense of like in the beginning of the movie again up into the park scene where this movie seems very self-aware of what it's trying to do and at some point it kind of loses that and that's where the campiness comes from and I think all of that stems from the whole Natalie and Steve angle. Like, the way they shot that trailer seemed very deliberate to me that they were playing up these maniacs for a very special reason. And the trading card thing and all that kind of stuff that, that we say like doesn't I've, fit yeah. into the rest of it makes me, leads me to believe that there was some sort of mechanic like what happened in the backstory of Spookies I, where yeah. there was two competing interests. Oh, absolutely. And one and, went and, out over the and, other and, one and at some funny, point. Well, and, the, yeah. and, and, and the overall thing is that they both had financial problems. Right. Yep. And there was delays in the movie mm-hmm. and it changed hands and it just made for a weird movie. And and who knows what the vibe was, but I I feel like they started and they were sincere in trying to make an actual horror movie and what they ended up with was kind of like a weird... Right. It was just a weird Frankenstein of a bunch of different things that and nothing really paid off and... They did try, they spread themselves too thin trying to make all these characters, but I like this movie and the fact that it's just so odd, and it's not terrible, because it's not, for me at least, it's not an unwatchable movie. I enjoy it because it's such a fucking weird movie, and I was like, and when you watch and you're like, what the fuck were they trying to do with this goddamn movie? It makes no fucking yeah. sense. Um, I give it a five, which That's is fair. which is exactly what I gave Spookies. It's this, uh, for me, it's the same level as Spookies, and it's not a terrible movie, um, and I believe I gave um, Piranha 2 a 4, so this is definitely more enjoyable for me as far as that goes. But, but I mean, the main characters actually I did tell- stuff in this movie, whereas in Piranha 2, like Lance Henriksen, yeah. if you're, we never talked about it during that episode, but like he's never confronted by the actual Piranha himself at all in the fucking movie. Well, I, I watched this movie when I was younger, and I completely fucking forgot about it, and then my buddy John bought it on DVD because he had heard a lot about it and I completely forgot that I saw this movie because it was like one of those things I only saw once 
and he got it and I tried to watch it and I was like completely fucking bombed and drunk and didn't watch the whole fucking movie all the way through and then I got it years after he tried to show it to me and I was like oh my god I did see this movie before and it is by all accounts a terrible movie but it has its moments mm. so right. fi- I say five yeah it's definitely something I would watch again it's, and, I'm, it's a and, I'm, movie. and I'm disappointed Steph didn't didn't watch this movie because I would have loved to fucking hear what she thought about it. She can watch she, it later and read she it. Never, she never saw it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so our next, what's our next movie going to be? Our next movie is going to be Dead Alive by Peter Jackson. And I cannot wait to fucking talk about the movie because it's oh, one of my yeah. favorite. And that's a John pick. It is a John uh, pick. I, I'm yeah. also excited. And um, so you guys want to do any shout outs to anybody real quick? No, nah, nah, I don't got anything. I, your mom. I do. Um, I want to say thanks to my friend Tom for really catching on to the podcast and also rating and reviewing us on iTunes. That was a really step up. I really appreciate it. And for we had a new listener that like started talking to us on Facebook recently, and she works, I guess, night shift, and she was talking about binge watching the show, was getting her through her shifts. Topanga, uh, Topanga, awesome. and uh, and uh, I actually got her to rate and review us. Too. Oh yeah, I did and see that's, hers, and, that's and, a, and it was super awesome, and it was yeah. a super thoughtful review. So I appreciate that. Thank you, Topanga, for doing that. It's really appreciated. We Topanga. do take notice of that stuff. Thanks. And, and, and that goes for anybody. Like, if you want to step up and message us on Facebook and talk to us, like, directly, we're there 24-7. We'll talk to you. Oh, yeah. We want I to know what it, you dude. think, and we want to know, like, what you like about the show. And People hit us up, hit yeah. me up. I, I typically run the Instagram stuff, pops on there from time to time, but people, people, we have a really, really great group of listeners on Instagram. Um, not that our Facebook people aren't great. But Instagram is very, very, very like proactive with people reaching out all the time. So mm-hmm. if you're on there, Topanga especially, if you're on Instagram, or um, start using that and hit us up on there too. Do you want to talk about the guest artist submission stuff that we have going on right now on Instagram? Oh yeah, well, um, that's something new that we're doing with um, Rat King Co. Um, and he's on uh, Instagram. Awesome, awesome artist, uh, and he does a bunch of other stuff. He also works with Creepy Company and does banners for them. He's going to start doing weekly um, art for all of our episodes. Uh, and he might miss one from time to time because he just had uh, he just brought a new human being into the world. So he has a little kid he just brought in. But he's going to start doing weekly artwork for us. Uh, he's going to do one for Neon Maniacs and hopefully, you know, forthcoming episodes. He'll do one. And we're trying to get everybody on board with that, um, particularly on Instagram is where we'll be sharing all these pictures and on Facebook. But We've been tagging a bunch of artists. We have like six submissions uh, from artists that will be doing artwork for Neon Maniacs, and we're going to keep going forward with every you know subsequent episode and have these artists do different pictures for it. So if you know anybody that's on Instagram uh, or you yourself want to submit something for one of our episodes um, art-wise, uh, if you're not on Instagram, you can send it to us at sayyoulovesaintpodcast at gmail.com, um, or you can submit it on Facebook, whatever you want to do. We're going to do it for Neon Maniacs, and then we're going to do it for Dead Alive. So if you have time to do one for Neon Maniacs, go right ahead. And if you don't, you can do one for Dead Alive. And you can also do one for any of our past episodes. Uh, yeah, you know, I want to see that stuff. Any Anything you want to contribute is awesome. Yeah. We're trying to make it a thing on Instagram specifically and get a lot of people involved with it. So it's it seems like so far it's going to be a really cool thing. And also, we have our t-shirts on Redbubble. Um, you can, I just revamped the website um, so the design's a little different. Um, say love Satan podcast.com. You can click on the clothing tab and get some clothes of a shitload of um, designs, our new um, artworks on there. And I'm going to put uh, Sam Heimer's new artwork that he just did for us on there uh, sometime this week. And you'll be able to get that on uh, 
a variety of clothing. And we have Smelly Ellie doing artwork for each of our segments uh, on the podcast. Well, at least four segments. Right now, she's doing uh, artwork for Pathology Perversions. uh, And once I get that, I'll post it on Instagram, and that'll be available on our Redbubble store as well. She's going to do Pathology Perversions. She's going to do Post-Apocalyptic Arcade, uh, Skin Crawling Creeps, and to-be-determined final segment. All right, cool. So if you want to contact us, as Jesse said, it's sayyoulovesatanpodcast at gmail.com. You can also visit us on our website at sayyoulovesatanpodcast.com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Say you Love Satan Podcast, and you can get us on Facebook on our Facebook page, which is Say You Love Satan 80s Horror Podcast. Yeah. All right. And keep up with the rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And It really helps us out, believe it or not. It determines it visibility. It determines a lot of things. And, it, it, you know, if you really care about the longevity of the show, it really helps us out. It would. We love you guys. All right. So. Say. Are you love Satan and the demons and I kind of love Jesus phenomenal because of the end of civilization the clamp cable network now leaves the air we hope you have enjoyed our programming but more importantly we hope you have enjoyed life Just life, please let me die in
die in the sun.